I like turtles. Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, the podcast that reminds you that the red turtle is the best turtle. This is level 204. With us today, we have Matriarch Michelle. Purple turtle. We have Kush Moose. Nate. Are we betting on turtle races again? <laughs> and it's for the last next but not live show. Least, we have Elroy OMJ, Mr. Jason. Oh my goodness. Oh, I thought the the blue turtle show was the one that always was like was the unfair one, but like the yeah, that's like the heat seeker or mm-hmm, something, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yeah. Tell us more. So, but yeah, <laughs> great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, well you back. know, um <laughs> the pickings were slim, so you know, we figured we'd uh let yeah, you on. bottom of the barrel. This is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have reached the bottom. We of the have barrel, reached so. a new low. Yeah. So what have you been eating? I mean, what have you been doing, Elroy? <laughs> oh shoot, man! I've been, uh, uh, I've been traveling all over the place. I just got back from Texas. Actually, went down to see my my kinfolk down there, and then I was at dance camp before family? that. Um, that mean family? Uh, my father. Actually. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah, like kin. yeah. Father. Yeah, it was uh, you know, Papa Elroy and uh, one of my. So he's the one to blame. I mean, he's I have, the one uh, responsible for you. Yeah, yeah, that's all I have left down there. Oh, really, okay, I mean, cool, cool. you move away for twenty years and like the whole city changes. So yeah. And, so wait, uh, did you say you were at dance camp? Yeah, <laughs> I was at dance camp. Yeah, let's yeah, stop that talking was, about uh, Texas. What? No. What yeah, happened please, at dance please. camp? <laughs> yeah, two so, twos, no two twos. Yeah, this is at the. Uh, this is in Choctaw, Mississippi, and uh, I went down there and did some dancing with my my amazing wife, and uh, we did the, uh, the ballroom dancing thing. It was basically from eight to five every day, and then you get a two hour break, and then there's a party from seven to eleven, and then rinse and repeat for four days, and uh, it was uh, it was pretty intense. I'm not gonna lie. And uh, we did two routines. Uh, possibly I will upload those at some point, uh, and you can just see how outmatched I am with her dancing compared to mine at this point. But uh, we had a good time, and the routines are like the the ones that are choreographed. You know, uh, it's not the you know just go out and dance patterns and whatnot. So we did one in the cha cha and one in the waltz. So that was whoa! I'd never done one before. TMI. Yeah. And, yeah, so there so you go. are you more of a, a cha-cha guy or a oh. waltz guy? <laughs> uh, that's actually a really good question because the cha-cha is a rhythm dance and the waltz is a smooth dance. And so my wife, she prefers smooth. In fact, her favorite dance is the Viennese waltz. And I am more of a rhythm guy. And cha-cha is actually my favorite. So I was in hog heaven with that. So I was uh, I'm, I was glad that was what the routine was, was... Uh, <laughs> was the cha cha? So I, right. I was in my wheelhouse, you know. So yeah, but it was a good time. I really, if if you have nothing going on for a week in your summer, and you're gonna in the Mississippi area, I mean, it's at like a casino, uh, like a for the Choctaw Indian Nation or something. Um, I mean, I could talk about this for a long time, but uh, yeah. So if you're interested, just uh, you know, DM me and I'll I'll get you hooked up with some info. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been up to. I mean, from what I remember, usually uh, post a, a video in, in the Discord and let us uh, see 
I will. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I think the last the last one I posted was probably like two years ago before I had all I had two back surgeries. It was the uh, the Daft Punk one, I believe. And so now this was that's a special surgery. Some, you had. <laughs> yeah, well, I, mean, I think I've bounced back yeah. just fine. But yeah, yeah, they. Uh, you got it lucky. was to some song I didn't know. Okay. So no, I wish I wish I got to choose the song. Oh. It was the one that the uh, the instructor picked out, and it was. Got it. I think it, I think this song is called Nervous, and it's by some dude that I have no idea who it is. Mm-hmm. Some millennial dude or something. I don't know. Or, Whatever's after millennials. Well, we're all at the know. appropriate age to have no idea what that song is. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Oh, okay. that sounds about right. Yeah, right. I could probably find it by the end of the podcast. But I think the song is called "Nervous," and it's about some dude that like is nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> so <laughs> supposed to say that before. <laughs> Never so, learn. Yeah, that's uh. <laughs> I was I was forget. You know, it's like. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, I'm I'm back in All town right, long uh, enough to you know record and uh, I'm ready to talk some chivos. All right, man. let's get going with this week's question. Comes to us from Freemhole, and he asks, "What is your favorite genre, and what is the best and worst game you've played from that genre?" All right, nice and easy. I assume we'll go with Xbox related answers for this one. And we'll go first with patron Dinoman87, who says, My favorite is music games. My favorite is Rock Band 3. And my worst is Rock Revolution. Rock Band 3 ticked almost all boxes necessary. Great soundtrack. Rock Revolution is just poor Konami style. All right. That's Mm -hmm. a great pick, Dino. I'm going to have to disagree a little bit and say uh, by the time Rock Band 3 came out, uh, with Rock Band 1, 2, and all the DLC, all the... Great songs have, were already out there, and I thought three kind of had the weakest uh, track list because they also picked a lot of songs based on the keyboard add-on that was in there. Um, but but all together, you know, you could play the songs from one and two and three and Green Day and the Beatles and this and that. Or I don't know. Anyway, rock bands. Amazing. Yeah, not Beatles, unfortunately. I know not Beatles, but you know. They're, but they're yeah, Green Day imported in all that stuff. Thinking? Track pack. There was one that, more. Seems Green like Day that probably. was real glitchy though to get that to actually work. But I take exception with the second half of that with the Rock Revolution. Uh, I never played it, but I mean to say that's poor <laughs> Konami style. I mean, let me tell you something. Uh-oh. Bust out one of those dance pads that has like nine <laughs> squares on it and connect that thing to your Xbox, and then tell me about poor style. I mean. Be thankful for what you got. Oh, if you right, bring a Dance Sense yeah. Revolution pad to Dance Cam <laughs> and record it, I will be so happy. <laughs> oh, man, I remember those. I think those were you... circa PS2 days, man. Those, but those things, I mean, you could never get them secured to the ground good, because, and you slide around, mm-hmm. and you didn't know if you were supposed to wear socks on it. I mean, it was kind of gross after a while. You just wore bare feet, but if you had socks on, you're going to you you know, pull those a muscle. Things, yeah. Slip. yeah, you know, so... Be thankful you had a nice little camera there. I'd say poor Konami style would be a dance pad. So there you go. <laughs> I think that's yeah, my style. Having played Rock Revolution, it's it's pretty bad. Like it just the the soundtrack, if I recall correctly, too, was mostly songs that had already been featured elsewhere. So there wasn't like this this soundtrack of things that we just had didn't have access to. It really wasn't good. It felt very. It it felt like the didn't, bargain didn't it go from left to right or oh wait there was something different about it it was weird I'm trying to remember it was what like it was. up 
and down on the I'm trying to remember left side. Yeah, that's right. Something about the note highway was it was different. different. Yeah. Um, and I've clearly there a blocked. Copyright? What's that? Is there a copyright or something that forced them to do that, or were they I just like we're going to do it different? It just look different. This is how the Europeans do it. <laughs> yes. How the Europeans? There was the European do it. version. <laughs> there is an EU version. Um, I, from I, what I remember, it was all covers, but they were decent covers. I'm trying to remember. You played it, and I think I watched. Yeah, you play I mean, it. I, I definitely did play it, and I remember. You remember zero? Very That's very of telling. It, although I apparently completed all the songs on Expert at one point. So I mean, I played it enough to do that. So I'm well, just looking was, uh, at the the list real quick. Well, it was a chip, rip, um, chip, chip, chip rip ripoff. <laughs> Easy for me. To chip ripoff. It was yes. a cheap ripoff of a great game, and that's what's going to happen. Whew. Right, exactly. It was someone trying to cash in on something that had just been so successful. Speaking of which, I'll go with my answer. So, since this week is all about beat 'em up games, we're going to talk about beat 'em up games. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And the worst beat 'em up game is probably not really the worst, but it's, it was the most disappointing for me and the most overrated. I think we all know where this is going. This is going to Castle Crashers. Now, a four-player beat 'em up game. You shut your ah, mouth. Yeah, you shut your dirty <laughs> mouth. All right. Well, you'll have your time to rebut in a minute. All right. I remember the deer pooping, uh, and I remember the music. Everything else is forgettable. This the same enemies were. Every level had one enemy, maybe two. You had to grind. You had to find the stupid animals. Oh man! Go ahead, you can rebut. Did you forget, did you forget about the uh, the buff alien getting his gains on, bro? Uh, I must have. I mean, he was man. The, he was bu- like the buff alien. walking on him. He's like curling. Yeah, I did remember He's curling. He, he, just like Behemoth, yeah, he just takes uh, a little time out to just to uh, put in memorable characters. What about the corn? Yeah, the corn well, character. I mean, I think that this highlights that, and I, I kind of get where I'm not as cold on Castle Crashers as I played Al it is. twice on two consoles, and I don't but, remember much about it. Well, you got carried in it twice, Shh, which quiet, might be why you don't quiet. remember too much. Yes, but, that would be. No, but I, I, I will say this much: as someone who actually played and did the carrying, so I have a little bit of knowledge about the game. <laughs> that it it has a lot of personality. But if you just tore that personality away and made it about the gameplay, the gameplay is really not that much of anything. Like there aren't, as I recall, there aren't like combos, there aren't distinctions between any of the characters. They're all just reskins who do exactly the same thing. And part of the fun in these titles usually is like you'll do a special attack and each one functions a little differently or looks a little different. And yeah, some of the weapons, they, they look different in your hands, but the gameplay itself all was just, you know, mash one button and jump occasionally. But all the sort of I mean, like that's nothing wrong gaga of it. Yeah, you are forgetting a, a major part. I mean, you jump and you like, oh, you could just jump. start swinging. And you're like flying across the screen, swinging your sword. Like it. it I, I mean, well, but every sure, character man. did that same thing, right? There was you no. Had, you had uh, you had the little golden axe ish little animals you could ride on and, and attack with. You had, uh, uh, I mean, just look at the frog, man. I mean, you go inside the frog and I mean, you got weapons galore inside the frog. And I mean, I, All right, maybe we need a Series X uh, stack so I can give it another try. <laughs> well, well unfortunately, it's definitely memorable, right? Like, oh, there's the, sure. Even if you didn't love the game, like there are these things that are memorable about it for sure. 
Well, they they did actually re-release it. It's called Wonder Blade. It's oh, not Castle Crashers, <laughs> but it is Castle Crashers. So if you need to rekindle that love, L, just do Wonder Blade. I mean, All if right, only fine. you knew about this sooner. You know, so much like to talk about it on, on Achievement Hunter One One podcast. You know, it's, yeah, it's true. Sure. Like it's, the 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 beat 'em up game that L typically goes back to is TMNT, right? Nineteen eighty nine, the arcade one, mm-hmm. and that's because that's the one he carries other people in because he knows it really well and is good at the game. Maybe if he mm-hmm. spent more time with one of these other ones, you'd feel the same way. You know, like we we'll hold off. We won't play any more of the new one. We'll let you I get think... really good at it. No, I'm kidding. I mean, they, not that the new well, TMNT. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I... Well, the collection part of it was kind of cool because they also had those little animals, like one of them would like sniff and then show you where some of the collectibles were. Other ones, I think the animals were kind of the customization, yeah, the, I, little, the yeah. little followers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and there was a wide variety of those. And It was I, the first time I, I had know, seen I just, the phrase bipolar bear and, and I just <laughs> loved it. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know that was what it's called. Oh, shoot. The bipolar. Yeah, that, I, it's pretty cool. And, and like, if you had a leveled up character, you could, you know, mm-hmm, I mean, the couch mm-hmm. co-op options on it were great. And someone could just start a new character and you could always revive them because you weren't going to die. And, and, uh, you needed yeah, to do a lot pretty... to get a, a leveled up character to my, to my memory. And that I think is part of my problem. Just redoing those same early stages over and over to try to level up. That's what I seem to recall doing. Mm-hmm. And then it was too hard. Otherwise playing alone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you play the game much? On your own? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I know. <laughs> you know. Well, he's probably because he was alone. Right. <laughs> Wait, I don't remember him complaining about it beforehand. <laughs> I don't remember right. you playing it alone either, Il. <laughs> Speaking of lonely uh, people see. talking about bad genres, Koosh. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of lonely people talking about bad genres, let's talk about what the I'm question ready. asker said. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> Freem says, mm. I should probably answer my own question. I'd probably say turn-based strategy is my favorite genre. I love the new XCOM games, but I think Gears Tactics has done some amazing things to remove the grid c- constraints and adding the execution mechanic to get more action points makes the whole experience feel more dynamic. The rewards aggressive gameplay, which typically isn't the case for most entries in the genre. If I stick to the XCOM like games I've played, my vote for worst case, uh, worst goes to Omerta city of gangsters. I remember buying this on launch being touted as XCOM meets Tropico and it pretty much sucked at both of those. I'm not a fan of the real-time strategy, so that city management stuff sucked, and when you got into combat, it was so basic, it couldn't keep me engaged. I completed it, wrote the walkthrough, and didn't care for it. Empire Sin is a spiritual successor to that game, and I'm gun-shy to play it. This is the bad taste in my mouth from Omerta, and you have just convinced me not to play those games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so. Wow. Let's talk about me. Surprise oh, no come one. on. <laughs> you don't want to talk about these Surprise exciting no real-time strategy games? Uh, my genre is yes. Metroidvania. Yes, yes, yes. And my favorite game in the series is, of course, uh, Ori and Guacamelee. And uh, because <laughs> they both are fantastic. And why would you make me choose one of them, you monster? Um, <laughs> and the, right. worst, I know which one you the worst in okay. the genre... Would be green. Um, that oh game boy, is horrible. It doesn't play well. 
and it's bugged and it stole a completion from me and ate ooh, my save ooh. and I am not looking forward to going back to it, but I will at some point maybe. Uh, and that's why I don't like that game. It's just not no. a great game. Mm. Uh, no, Kush, uh, you said that you like Oreos and guac. Now, yes. which one of the <laughs> two of each one is your favorite? I'm just curious. Like, is the sequel better than the original <laughs> on, in any case, or do you like them Uh-oh. equally? Well, that's a great question. That's a great question. I would go with the definitive edition of both. Mm-hmm. Um, so the original, but the and you know the in definitive original. So the, the Ori had a new zone added, and it had some quality of life mechanics, ability to teleport, and things like that. And they also fixed some um, some situations that could cause you to um, have to do an entire run again if you were going for the hundred percent run. Uh, so they fixed some of those issues, which is nice. Um, and uh, Guacamelee, uh, the Super Turbo. <laughs> whatever uh is just uh it was just so much fun to go back in i feel like they also added a new zone and the way the levels connected i think um but yeah i i would say this the sequels uh the ori sequel was really good but it um i i still prefer the original uh i, I do like the, the some of the changes they made and the chase sequences were amazing uh you know those those were what were brought over from the original uh, that just felt so compelling and you know so so stressful while you're in those. But man, the rush when you when you finished it flawlessly. Uh, well, they added a couple of those to the sequel, uh, and those were great. Um, but yeah, and, and then just Guacamelee. I just love that game. That came out of nowhere. Uh, I mean, as did Ori to me. Um, they were just great surprises. Loved them. And that's me. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I did want to add something as far as the turn-based strategy is concerned. Uh, if he's a fan of that, I, I have to put a plug in this uh, for this. There's this <laughs> there's this one mobile game that I wish, I wish that they would add achievements to, but it's a mobile game. Uh, it's called UNI War or Uniwar, and it's a turn-based strategy game. I've literally been playing this game for over 12 years. I, I'm kind of a big deal in it. No. But the um. <laughs> uh, if you want to get your appetite wet for some nice turn-based strategy, it's probably I think it's the best turn-based strategy game uh, of all time, and it's on your mobile phone. I wish it had achievements. I wish it was in the Xbox Empire, but uh, it's not. So it's owned by Spooky Games, but it's not. You know, it's not scary. Don't be afraid. But it's uh, anyway. I just thought I'd throw that out there in case uh, Frame wanted to put it on his phone and try it out. He, I, I warn you, it's addictive. It's fun. So there you that go. man sleeps about two hours a night. Don't don't take any more time away from him. Okay, he's he's a very <laughs> busy person. So yeah. I I have a question for you, Kush. Do you frequently on TA like rate the games when you're done with them? Um, sometimes. I was just curious because Metroidvania is not only clearly your favorite genre, but it routinely produces really high quality games i think out of a lot of the genres this is one where there aren't too many really terrible ones i was just oh, curious you, you haven't been looking careful you haven't been looking lately <laughs> well <laughs> this is true because just like with everything now that that's kind of become the it genre there's yeah. like just a glut of them which of course is bringing the whole thing down until eventually people don't make them anymore and so the cycle continues but um 
I was just curious how many Metroidvanias, I know you're not going to know this off the top of your head, but if you've reviewed them, how many you've given a four and a half or a five to? Like how many, because I know it had to have been hard for you to pick and you, you of course didn't pick one. You said two games in one breath, which I understand and appreciate. <laughs> but I'm just curious how many of those were like your upper tier quality games because i i know you can probably name a half a dozen more that you also like they just didn't quite hit that or or kind of platform yeah um i mean the other one that would have been right up there would have been shadow complex like just under mm-hmm. um it you know it, i i really like shadow complex but i think if i'm going for the those two those those ones i mentioned earlier ori and um <clears throat> uh, guacamelee are just top tier. I would say I've probably given fours or fives to, oh man, eight of them, something like that. Okay. Six, six to eight, something like that. Are you doing no, research, Michelle? No uh, well, I was hoping Kush would do the research, but I'll do the research since I asked the question. You guys keep talking. I just didn't want to click on my keyboard while I was talking. You're going to, you're going to make a one game, especially very Tesla sad. So um, <laughs> it's not know. a Vayner well, anymore though. Not a Vayner anymore. Yeah. No, yeah. that is, that is very sad. Well, now I'm Tesla sad. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And I think I learned yeah. recently that recompile isn't a Vayner anymore either. Yeah. I think that got a lot of them. Removed, lost uh, yeah. What, why the change? I wonder. Oh, oh! They just threw it in the platformer. Oh, wow! Yeah. Well, oh, well, that's how brave of them. How <laughs> Metroidvania games, I think, are considered a subgenre of platformer, so they typically will yeah. have both tags. Yeah, most commonly, yeah. Um, there we go. So let me see here while I'm. All right, while you do anyway. that, I will say, if you oh, want you to know, feel it old, oh yeah. So um, just to answer the question, if you go anything you rated a four or higher, it is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, it looks like, with three wow. getting the perfect yeah. five. I'm off. I'm not too far off. No, you said eight-ish. And when you consider that there's guacamole and two versions and all, you're not too far off. Yeah. I was going to say you were starting sales. Yeah, I was going to say if you want to feel old, uh, Guacamelee is already eight years old. It just it feels brand new, still. And I think you and I are the only people Kush that prefer one. I would say most people prefer two, but I thought one was had the more memorable music and and it had more fighting and less platforming, and two just went crazy with all that stuff. I thought Guacamelee 2 did a better job of, of threading you through the zones. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was super linear when you were just playing it that way. Whereas 1 let you do a little bit more exploring. I should say a lot more exploring. Um, but yeah, I thought 2 did a great job of, of running you through the game. wonder how, if you would like Shadow Complex the same now after the last decade of uh, playing Vayner's. I absolutely would. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've dipped back in for every now and then. And it's just, it's a great time. Yeah. It's a great game. Oh, cool. 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 I mean, it looks like according to TA, at least your last uh, achievement in shadow complex was the, in the remastered one was in 2020. So it's recently enough that you've, you've put the time into it. All right. Um, I guess I can go ahead and knock out the my first one here. Um, so 
GT3 Option Fan says, My favorite genre, very broadly, would be the 3D action-adventure genre. I love games with good stories, and the gameplay is a, a just-right challenge level. One of my favorites is Alan Wake. The story was super memorable. The action elements were unique and enjoyable. I can't say that word. One of my least <laughs> favorites for Xbox was I'm Alive. The story just wasn't that interesting to me that it didn't hold my attention and I moved along from it before very long. Okay. Well, very easily. Uh, you said it was very broadly. Well, uh, apparently very broadly is just not going to cut it because Alan Wake is not in the action-adventure genre and <laughs> neither is uh, I Am Alive. So you, uh, <laughs> your question fell on the wrong guy because uh, we do a segment on this and I'm going to be a stickler on this and I Am Alive is a survival game, thank you very much, and Alan Wake is a third-person shooter slash action horror. So... I think what you meant to say is that you really like the game Warrior Boy, um, which is a lot of fun for four dollars. You get what you paid for, and I think you said you meant to say that the worst was uh, Tunic because oh, uh, wow. I mean, I oh. mean, where the fox are you supposed to go in that game? So, um, so there you go. I answered your question for you. So please do better on your next question. <laughs> And uh, I will move on to uh, another question, which is from Vulgar Latin, which is, I'll pick platforming as my genre. It's the one that reminds me the most of my childhood. Lots of gems in there, but I'll give the top spot to Celeste. Intermixing its plot into its difficulty. It's beautiful and a lot of what I like platforming games to be. Looking at the list of bad ones, I'll pick Spencer. But to be Oof. honest, I'm sure there are a lot of easy gamer score BS. Clunky, unresponsive messes that do nothing more than make your gamer score, gamer score grow. I mean, that's kind of a good thing. But anyhow, <laughs> now, um, <laughs> so that's, that's why we're here. But okay. Now, um, first, well, I mean, technically it's a plat failure, but I'll let you have this one. So... Uh, it being a platformer, I mean, Celeste is pretty much just a poor man's, uh, I don't know, nice platforming game. Now, uh, I, I, it's okay, but I don't think most people play it the way it was intended. So I'm really curious if Volger played it the right way, and I, I, with a lot of air quotes on the right, in the sense that, did he use the assist on that? The, or did he actually, you know, tough it out? So... But maybe that's kind of like the games that take him back to his childhood, you know, because you used to have all these awesome cheat codes and then you could use them. And in several cases, it made the game more fun. So, mm. uh, oh, my gosh. I just sorry. Even Mario had the warp so, zones. Yeah. And so, <laughs> right. And so they actually, uh, you know, that, that enhances the game. So and to me, I think that is true with Celeste because, I mean, golly, some of those stages are just wreck your soul and you can just you know jump along and just enjoy the story and look at the cool mountains and all that and um yeah that's kind of my thoughts on celeste uh i don't really have much in the platforming that really means that much to me but 
other than old school games that pre predate the Xbox. But uh, I do like uh, genres that remind me of my childhood, and that genre is called Rataleka. So uh, that is the genre that reminds me of my youth, and uh, I like <laughs> actually enjoy playing those games like Spencer and all those other ones. Although Spencer was a, uh, a hot piece of garbage man. yeah that was, i mean uh, the, that was a bad uh, one but spencer? yeah he's <laughs> yeah. kind of floated yeah. everywhere and, <laughs> yeah. and like oh my gosh there was an enemy there i had no idea i couldn't right. tell between all the other colorful nuggets of whatever are on the screen <laughs> yeah that was uh, i did want to bring uh, attention to one of the uh, achievements in it though i was looking at it, i was like i was trying to refresh my memory on it and I, I kind of like the names of some of the achievements, and I think my favorite one is My Beloved Fish. <laughs> that's the name of the achievement, and you get it for I Found My Fish. I, I don't know. just something nice about that. Yeah. Yeah. And some just the way they name the achievements is kind of funny. But, yeah, it's other than that, there's really not much there. So, for me, I would probably suggest... Um, uh, as the worst platformer, I would I would submit frizzy is uh is probably mine for worst platformer i have is anybody familiar with frizzy no uh, no it's pretty bad like you, you are basically pulling it's like using static and i you you'll play it for like i say i've played it for three hours and 17 minutes and i still don't know what i'm doing like it's just i feel like i'm just kind of hoping for the best and just clicking like mad. And sometimes it goes where, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting uh, mechanic on that one. So if you, uh, vulgar, if you want another second run at a Spencer type game, I would suggest frizzy. It's only $8 and only has one unobtainable and it has a whopping 1.4 stars. So, um, yeah, maybe that would be of interest frizzy. to you. Frizzy, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I think they did their math wrong, and that's why the achievement is unobtainable. It's a hundred and fifty thousand stars or something that you have to collect, and if you collect everyone in the game, you end up like twenty thousand short or something. So the person that made the achievement is not good at math or something like that. That's what I remember. Yeah, uh, no, you can actually get up to one hundred forty-four thousand. Um, but you can't actually get it. So yeah, that's a down. That's, that's really honestly the least of the problems of Frizzy, uh, is that <laughs> that achievement is unobtainable and their math is bad. So yeah. But, uh, for me, I, you know, right. Like it just is in general. I love those old style games with just remind me like eight bit games, but, um, uh, L's already kind of stole my thunder on that is in referring to beat em ups because that's my genre of choice of course and and well, you suck uh, at them but pretty much pretty well pretty yeah pretty much every no one that i like i've <laughs> talked about at some point yeah uh, you, you don't remember me playing alone on all those games i, I know uh, i know but <laughs> but uh, uh but uh, there's several that I would suggest. There's one called Wonder Blade. It's not Castle Crashers, but it is Castle Crashers. Uh, of course, you know, you got the the snout that redefined the genre. You got, I mean, there's all, all kinds of them. Uh, Mayhem Brawler Newer is pretty good. Uh, that we Again, these are ones I've talked to about at great length. Uh, Eight Dragons, if you haven't tried that one, that's really an old school, uh, awesome experience. Um uh, there's so many. I, I, I really like a lot of them. But if I was to pick the one that I dislike the most in the beat-em-up, 
that hands down is easily the stupid 20 Batman games that are all the same dang game that are not beat em ups. Those are oh, not beat em ups. Those are not beat em ups. And get them out of my genre so that all these people <laughs> that played all 20 versions of them will drop like 20,000 points in the genre so that I can catch them. Yeah. Because I just, I just can't play those. They're I'm not sorry. Fainers either. Just... Come on. Let's get it all out while we're at it. <laughs> I don't know what those are, but. Yeah, I mean, if we're throwing if we're throwing games out of genres. <laughs> let's let's get let's start there. Uh, I'm I'm ready. Uh, sign me they up. They are detective so action adventure games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I think Kush so is getting I mad. Just, I'm not sure though. <laughs> He's just silently glowering. Right, I just wanted to go back to to GT3 option fans picks for a second. Uh, just to say that I, I I actually get the general sense of where they're coming from. And I I get the dislike for I Am Alive. I played it forever ago. And I don't know if, Elroy, I know you haven't. And I don't know that. Oh, it's not a real game. Right. Uh, exactly. I, I had never heard of it. And I looked but it up actually, and saw that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The point of it is it it didn't feel like a complete game. Like It kind of felt like it was just getting started because I, I liked it when I was playing it, but it felt like it was really starting to kind of get into a sense of where it was. And then it was over and it was there. There were interesting concepts in there with like scarcity. So you'd find a gun early in the game and you'd find a single bullet and it would be really hard to get bullets. So this dog attacks you or whatever. And you really have to think like, can I attack this thing with my knife? Because I really only have this, this one bullet and it's narrative driven. So it's not like some of these, um, multiplayer games where that's the idea is, is a sort of survival mechanic in that way but I just wanted to acknowledge I actually get why that would fall in, in a, a least favorite pile so that was it <laughs> <laughs> well if we're ready with that should I uh, yeah your turn go ahead and re- read the last couple so I'm going to read three responses because I realized I missed one so first up is Chewy who says that his go-to genre and the one that he's going to be focusing his efforts on in the next year is point and click. My favorites are the ones with a good story, engaging characters, interesting setting, and usually more than a little humor. Grim Fandango being the absolute pinnacle of all those things for me. There are a few bad point and click games out there, but Trails and Traces, The Tomb of Thomas II, and Dark Grim Mariopolis are two of the worst. Special mention also goes to Artifacts Monday. While I enjoy the games on the whole. There are so many of them, and they're all so similar that it's getting silly now. And we've touched on all this sort of stuff with these before. Grim Fandango is an excellent choice to be the that top game in the genre. It does check all of those boxes. I have not played Dark Grim Mariopolis, so I can't really speak to that. I, Artifacts Monday, we've talked about recently, but we have to keep in mind that we're really getting ports of these games that have been out for a while, which is why they come so quickly but uh i I get what he's you know how many times are you gonna wrap a diamond in a cloth to cut (laughs) cut some glass yep (laughs) yep uh and then oh go ahead oh i'll say on uh i mean i I know he's saying that uh if he's looking for the humor side i mean l i i've already suggested this game for you to you but uh the procession to calvary I mean, if you're going to go with point and click, I think that's yeah, probably that the funniest good. one I've played. 
Yeah, it's it's solid. So I would definitely suggest that to you if you haven't played that already, uh, mm-hmm. Chewy. Yeah, Astrologaster was really humorous in its presentation and all that. Mm, um, yeah. And I know, well, humor subjective, right? Like, Absolutely. I thought Guard Duty had some really funny parts in it. Like, its whole sense mm-hmm. of what DLC is and all that. I thought that was great. I know Elle loves Demetrios, which is frequently maligned by people. <laughs> but humor mm, is very subjective. Just by Rocker because he missed an achievement and he uh, resents the game. So. <laughs> <laughs> he missed a zero point achievement. Uh, Rocker, That's Rocker. a funny one. I know. Oh, I I missed one in that one too. <laughs> and I tried to go back and get it. Uh, something for like licking a statue or something. And uh, is that the same That's one he missed? Probably, I wonder. Uh, I think it was just to get all the endings or something like that. Uh well, also uh, the deaths, uh, deaths. a nice uh, a nice rattle lake a game is a uh, scheming through the zombie apocalypse. Um, oh, that don't one was play that in the... front of young ones. <laughs> What's that? Don't play that in front of young ones. <laughs> yeah, that was... oh, and uh, I wasn't expecting it to be so. Uh... Yeah, I mean, you yeah. probably wouldn't play a zombie apocalypse game in front of small children, but then all of a sudden, right. like just the language and the way they talked to us like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. hold up hold up i wasn't uh, ready just, for this and they're just horrible people I mean, yeah. it's just funny <laughs> it's just so funny oh man all right I and mean, then a couple I, more oh well i like the title oh, go ahead. Uh, trails and traces the tomb of thomas too i just it's just fun to say so <laughs> i did play that alliterative game. it was a, a point and click game and dark grim gets a bad <laughs> rap because it's a zitalon but it's 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 perfectly fine because the achievements are so easy Fair point. Carry on, carry on. All right, yes, a couple more to go. <clears throat> Pardon me. So Chesna writes, my favorite genre, not surprising anyone, is fighting games, with my favorite being Arc System Works games such as Dragon Ball Fighters. Is it Fighter Z or Fighters? Uh, either way. <laughs> um, and Persona 4 Arena. The worst has to be Battle High 2 A. Too slow, bad controls, and a terrible list to top it off. Echoing some of the sentiment is X, who answered that if you asked him a year ago, his answer would have been visual novels. We used to get them so rarely on Xbox, and the ones that we got were generally pretty good. Now it seems like we get a generic dating sim every week. Thank you, Radalika. So my real answer is the same as Chesno. I'm pretty sure I own every fighting game available on Xbox, and I generally find myself pretty competent at all of them. My favorites would have to be either Killer Instinct Reboot or Soul Calibur VI. Two very different styles, yet both do everything very well. I think the worst I've played in recent memory was the Samurai Showdown reboot. Every character played exactly the same, and there was no real depth to the combat. So I'm not a big fighting game person uh, at all. But I can totally see that being an issue. Like Part of the fun in playing fighter games is you're going to get the person whose moveset you really know. And so if they're all playing the same, that's not going to work for you. But sadly, my, my fighting game experience on... Xbox is basically like the Virtua Fighter game that was an easy 400, I think, and like Tech and Tag Tournament, which was like an easy 900 out of a thousand or something. Uh, I know, Elle, you used to dabble in fighter games, and I know you've played Killer Instinct at least. Yeah, I came to a sad realization recently that uh, my son is now 12, and that's the age I was playing Street Fighter 2 in the arcades religiously. Nice. Uh, yeah. Oh man, who was your who was your who was your character? Oh, I, gotta, I gotta know. Man, I I played probably the boring ones like Ryu and Ken, but oh, I always played was, as I was a Ken guy. Mm-hmm. Who were you, Ken? Yeah, I was a Ken guy. Oh, I started off with the Guile because you know you could. He was Sonic over Boom. overpowered in the first one. 
But, but it's just uh, amazing yeah, I mean, to the think that the heyday was 30 years ago. Where that, that's that crazy. Because mm-hmm. back then in so, 92, you had NES and at home <laughs> before the SNES port of Street Fighter 2 came out. Yeah, it just arcade games were way better than what you had at home back then. So there was a lot of time right. spent there in the arcades and in the pizza places. Street Fighter was everywhere. And then Mortal Kombat was everywhere. Right. I bet you the, the youngins don't even know the the fighting game etiquette. So you walk in and then you, if you want mm-hmm. next, you put your quarter <laughs> mm-hmm. up against the glass. I bet you they don't even know that. Yeah, that's just you don't even have quarters thing, anymore. You don't even have tokens anymore. You have those stupid cards where the money's already oh, on the token. Oh, game cards, yeah. Some stupid, I don't even so know. So do you put your, I think be, you put your card up against what, it? I don't know what you do. <laughs> It, it'll be interesting to see how things the go face. because there there are <laughs> there are a bunch of places that have popped up for folks of a certain age. These sort of barcades, oh, yeah. where mm-hmm. you know it's an arcade experience. Oh, yeah. You can go get a drink and whatever else, and they have tokens. They do not do, or they have just quarters. It depends. Most of them actually just have quarters. And so there is that sense of you can go and put your quarter down. And everyone gets it because we're people of a certain age. And I'll be curious as the the next people, next generation grows up, and that's not part of their experience at all, if they will change those machines or if that's something where they're eventually going to sort of get initiated into what it meant <laughs> to play in an arcade back in the day. They'll just be, you know, Minecraft. You know, oh, no. Minecraft no. tablets at every table. Oh, <laughs> Probably. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I hate how right uh, that- you are. That, that actually, it would be really funny, like with, with a barcade. Like if they walked in, you know, there's a bunch of people our age, and like uh, there's like a bunch of quarters lined up like against the glass, and some dude thinks he's next, and he doesn't understand what's going on. Maybe and, you got to uh, put your drink up or something. That would be good. <laughs> do, wait, do they use the game cards? I don't in, even in know. Barcades? I haven't actually. No, been they to... don't. They barcades. usually have a okay. quarter machine, a change machine. You would put your dollar in and okay. get changed. Yeah. And All then right. there's other types of arcades where you pay like 10 or 20 bucks and it's free play for an hour or two. There's, so what do you do then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just climb on top of the <laughs> machine. <laughs> stand awkwardly behind the person playing. Uh, good old <laughs> memories. Uh, yeah. So I'll anyway. <laughs> just wrap this up real quick. So of course my favorite Five genre minutes. is puzzle, uh, which is, Probably if we had like a genre wheel would be right on the opposite side of fighter. And if you Puzzle ask fighter. me, as I've said, <laughs> oh, that, that is a good one. That That's is a good one. Uh, <laughs> but if, if you'd ask me, and if you ask me pretty much any time, my favorite game of all time, my answer is going to be Tetris, right? But I looked real quick because mm-hmm. there are several Tetris games on Xbox. And I really enjoyed Puyo Puyo Tetris, but none of them are really like... Tetris is great at what it does, but I wouldn't say that it's the greatest. My favorite version of Tetris is Tetris 99, and it's a version we don't have. So looking at my list of what I've played on Xbox, I'd actually say my favorite in the genre is Human Fall Flat, which (laughs) is weird for me because I don't really love physics puzzlers generally because there's always that point where they introduce one new mechanic and my brain just turns into pudding. Like I just I can't figure it out anymore. The more they've released to Human Fall Flat, and part of why it gets this nod is because of the developer's support of the game. But with each new DLC they put out or title update they put out, like I'm genuinely excited to go in and try it myself and and, and figure out the different things that I have to do. And I, I'm not one of those folks that's really good at climbing on things in the game, but I just I really love it. And I, I think that's become my favorite puzzle game on 
Xbox. On the other side, I have a, I have a oh, question. Go ahead. No, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I have a question for you regarding that. So, since that's your genre, mm-hmm. do you feel obligated? Like, how far into the game do you go where you just have no idea how to solve it before you just pull up a video and just knock it out real quick? <laughs> so, puzzlers do <laughs> come in. in <laughs> puzzlers obviously come in different subgenres, right? Like a lot of things do, and there there are certain types within there that I don't because I I get them right like and and I've said before that I think you waste time using a video on some of these because the amount of time you're taking to look back and forth like something like um Mikorama I think I didn't use a video for that I just figured it out it was much quicker to just sit and figure it out on my own or something like um fearful symmetry but the the ones that are more again more physics heavy or not even phys- like like something like Catherine, I still haven't figured it out. Like everyone goes on about it. it's a great game and I believe it's a great game, but my head just can't wrap itself around the sort of 3D mechanics of moving around the boxes and stuff. Generally with puzzle games, though, I'm really hesitant to pull up a video unless it's something like Energy Cycle, which I was trying to do really quickly. And I sort of regret doing that because I should have at least tried. Or it's it's a physics-based game where I just I lose the thread of it as I'm playing or I've taken a long break and I just don't remember the mechanics anymore. Hmm. Um, I kind of like the, uh, hmm? do you, how do you feel towards the uh, bunny series? Oh man. I actually almost mentioned uh, bunny parking as my worst. Oh wow. So, oh, you know, I, I get what they're trying to do and I actually don't mind the mechanics of a game where you're trying to move the car through uh, through the field but the gameplay is just really clunky i'd rather have a top-down view where i can just pick the car and move it in a direction and the whole thing with having to constantly move your rabbit behind like i didn't use the video for that one either for what i've done right i played my 10 days legit or whatever it is but like i it just it's so annoying to play it the way that it's it's set up that it wasn't about the puzzles it was about me being annoyed at the gameplay but i haven't played the other <laughs> ones Oh, but you didn't enjoy like the open world part of it. I'm, I'm surprised that it's not <laughs> like a what is that a sandbox or whatever they oh, call I know. it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't you two start with? I, that. I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> I it, it was kind of cool with uh, like that. It was like had some puzzles, but if you didn't feel like doing the puzzles, there's like a whole world you could go explore and then come no. back to the puzzles if you want to. They they lost know. me there because there's that one achievement to get all the power ups in bunny parking. And the way you do that is on one part of the stage, there's a farm and there are carrots growing there and there's a golden carrot. You pick up the golden carrot, (laughs) you walk to this area where there's like, I don't know, some kind of cult festival of food going on or something. And you give the carrot to one of the rabbits and it gives you a certain power up. So what makes you big, what makes you faster, and what makes you jump really high? Whichever one was the bunny in the middle was impossible for me to give the, the carrot to. I must have walked over 20 times to give this bunny this carrot. And you don't move particularly well in the game. So it was just like that, that open world stuff would just was annoying <laughs> i just wanted to play the the core game uh or, or uh, sandboxy stuff i don't know we'll, we'll talk to ta about genres yeah i uh, got i do have one last recommendation for you like seriously a, a game I, th- I think you would enjoy because if you enjoyed trying to figure it out there's a game that i think is that right level where you don't really need a guide and it's actually you know challenging enough that it's rewarding when you actually achieve it kind of a thing mm-hmm. uh and it's called underland Okay, and I'm not familiar with that. It, yeah, it's uh, it's basically a game where you have to get from point A to point B, and and it's it, it's just a you know, enjoyable little 
playthrough. It's not worth much. It's like uh, 1100 TA and um, yeah, it's just, it's a one to two hour completion, but it's a, you know, you'd, you'd like it, I think. Oh, cool. I, I would recommend that well, to thank you. Thank you for the recommendation. I will. I just wanted to shout out real quick what I did pick as my worst choice. Uh, and it's a game called Adventure Pop. And it's one of these, it looks sort of like bust a move style where there's like a pointer and the pointer matches a whole bunch of things and they fall to the ground. The gameplay was kind of off, but fine, whatever. What made the game offensively bad is that there is a point, it was, it was a free to download game where there was a store where you'd have to buy power-ups if you wanted to have a better chance to get through the stages. Okay, fine, I understand monetization. But there was one level that was actually impossible to defeat without getting an item from the store. And then, with no notice, they shut down the store. So there is no way, no actual way to get through. There's no way to earn in the game these these abilities. There's no way to, like, get lucky and finally get there. Like... Frozen Freefall is also a free-to-play game that has some impossible stages, but there was a daily login bonus where hopefully you'd get an extra use of your special. There is nothing like that in Adventure Pop. So I don't even know if it's still on the store anymore. I know it's easy enough to look up, but if it is, it's still free. Don't do it. Just don't, because there's a wall that you can never get past, and that's that's just unforgivable. And, it and has there, been of course, removed. Okay. So. <laughs> like, Mercifully. That's... that's the worst i can deal with being bad at something but making it actually impossible that's a whole other level of bad all right that is very bad i actually played my first bunny game elroy it's called soku bunny and that's another one oh, that's good like first of all what's the significance of the soku prefix is that like the type of puzzle game where you move boxes around. <laughs> it might be actually. I, I don't know. Um, I always thought it was like he was socking them, like he Sock was them. kicking them, socking them. Yeah, that, sock a uh, bunny. Yeah, I wound up getting like fifteen hundred of the three thousand gamer score, and I didn't even play the the main part of the game yet. There's a lot of uh, title update, quick points. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I could see you liking those games because they're. Uh, Pretty terrible and but have good gamer score. Good games. Well, what, <laughs> I'm sorry if you had said, but Soko Bunny is what type of puzzle game? Because that's the whole point of these bunny uh, games, right? Bunny Mahjong. I can't even describe. Bunny parking. There's just these boxes and you need to push them onto the right okay. squares. Th- that's that's a Soko Bon game. Those gr- games for you. Oh, Soko Bon, right. So okay, when you're see. pushing crates into places. So Soko Bunny. It's actually kind of a clever oh. portmanteau of the two. There you go. That's why we have you around. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That uh, question got, uh, we got more mileage out of that than I expected. Thank you, Free. And we will move on to the game's showcase. Nate, you're up. All right. Uh, The game I'm going to talk about is called Last Stop. Now, this is by publisher Annapurna Interactive. So, you know, uh, especially when it was released in 2021, July, that this is a game that uh, I'm interested in checking out. And I I dove it, and I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of cool. But this game does something weird um, in that you are playing three storylines, and these three storylines are broken up into six chapters each, and you have to play... You play them in any order you want, 
as long as you play all of the first chapters and all the second chapters and all the third chapters. So you'll play like storyline, chapter one, story you know, one, story two, story three. I just went down from left to right. Story one, story two, story three. And then go to chapter two, story one, story two, story three. And they keep continuing. And at some point, these um, these stories will make sense. They will intermingle. And they will, at the very end, uh, it feels like there won't be a conclusion. Uh, I was I was on chapter five. I was like, for each of these, I was like, I just don't see this being concluded here in this next chapter. Uh, you get to chapter six, and I'm like, yeah, there's no way this is being concluded. I'm not satisfied. And then you find, oh, okay, there's this final chapter, which is one story. It combines the three together, and it kind of gives you a resolution. It kind of it kind of makes sense at that point. Um, so I was kind of happy with that from a from a story standpoint. Um, the game allows you to make a whole bunch of decisions. So as your as conversations are happening, you can choose a couple of you know th- I think three different options you can choose. Uh, sometimes those decisions have ramifications, and sometimes those things will either get you an achievement or they won't get you an achievement. Uh, and sometimes there will be little mini games that aren't related just to the conversations. So you have to do a, a button pressing kind of music game. There was another one where you are throwing a bottle, oh, uh, throwing bottles one. at items, oh. and you have to hit. And if you if you miss, it's not a huge deal. Uh, if you're quick enough, you can quit and restart. And if that mini game isn't too far into that section of that story, you can play that that chapter again and get right back to the mini game. If you happen to mess up, don't worry. Just keep playing the game. You'll get to the very end. You can then do a chapter select. Uh, you can go back and pick up anything that you didn't get on your first playthrough. Uh, I <laughs> did this, of course, because it's leaving Game Pass at the end of the month. So that was my impetus to do it now. So I, I dove it way when it first came out because that's what I like to do. Something hits Game Pass, I like to do the sniff test. Uh, and then I, I <laughs> then got uh, you know distracted by something shiny. Well, it's leaving, so I went back to it. And then I always feel like these games, they do better when you're not following a walkthrough. Uh, Like you don't want to follow the walkthrough because I want to enjoy this thing. But I also then have to balance that with, I don't want to play this thing two or three times. Like I want to play it one time, get a lot of enjoyment about it, out of it, and then just do cleanup. Um, I looked at the walkthrough. The walkthrough actually does a really good job of not spoiling any story it kind of gives you a heads up of, okay, well, here's here's a place where you're going to make a whole bunch of decisions, do whatever you want. But when you get to this thing, choose this option. So the walkthrough on TA is really good for that. Uh, I don't, I didn't miss anything because of the walkthrough, uh, and I didn't get any of the story ruined, really. Uh, they do kind of warn you a little bit about some story elements, but uh, you know, if you don't care, obviously you're just going to go right through it. But if you do care... The walkthrough does a pretty good job. I eventually got to the point where I was just skimming the walkthrough, looking for anything in bold. <laughs> I was like, okay, I got to do that. I got to do that. I'll pay attention. But yeah, uh, so the achievements are pretty much, you get an achievement every time you finish uh, a chapter uh, per story. Um, then most chapters per story also have like a secret little achievement. One actually has two, a couple have none. Uh, and um, yeah, that's the game. It took about took me eight hours and 44 minutes. I had to go back and do cleanup of two uh, chapters that um, I, I didn't get the miscellaneous achievement in the middle of. Uh, and that was just because they were skill-based and I wasn't paying
paying attention. Like it said, okay, don't hit a wrong note in this music mini game. I was like, well, mm-hmm. what buttons do I press? So I was like playing with the buttons at the beginning of the game. There's no notes on the board, but that apparently counted as a wrong note. I was like, ah, crap. So I, I ended up having to do that one again. And there was another one where you had to be, uh, you had to pick certain conversation choices and I didn't do it right. So uh, somehow I missed it. So I went back and redid that one. And it was fine. But the game is good. I really liked some of the storylines. I really disliked some of the uh, elements of the story. Uh, but all in all, I, I, this was a really good game. It's another good Annapurna game. Uh, you know, really kind of pulls you in. Uh, I played this over a series of, I to say three nights, three, maybe four nights. That's when I did the bulk of the play. And um, yeah, I was pretty happy with it overall. And I, I would not save this for the very end because uh, just, you know, get it done kind of early. You've got a little bit of time. Um, so, yeah, take a look at it. What, how, ma- how many tries did it take you to throw those stupid bottles? Actually, I because I got to that point. It's, that's in the first chapter, I think, or the second chapter um, of, of the middle, no, third story. And I, I think I didn't get it my first time because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But then I started, yeah. when I looked at the guide, I was like, oh, I have to do this. So I threw the one bottle, paused it, looked to see where the next one was in the guide, went ahead and did that. And I think I lucked out because I think there were one or two tricky ones. Uh, and I actually thought I missed, there's like a, there's like a box you had to hit. I thought mm-hmm. I missed the box. To me, it looked like I missed it, but I got the achievement. So I was like, okay, done. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, that, that one was the restart on that was just annoying enough because you had to watch her run all the way across town and, and then have the, it, it was just, just long enough into the chapter that it was super annoying because yeah. I mean, it took me like. I think I got it on the fifth or sixth try. I mean, yeah. And uh, while you, there's a lot of walking and talking, uh, and so you make conversation as you're walking, and there will be obvious places you can't go. Like you'll be walking up against an invisible wall, but you're, you'll be walking on these same streets pretty frequently. So you kind of get used to, oh, okay, well, here's, I'm going to go around this corner, I'll go around that corner, or I'll cross the street here. Um, but yeah. So this game uh, is developed by Variable State, who also developed Virginia. Yes. And I know you've played that as well. So would yes. you draw similarities between them? Does it feel like they kind of share the same DNA? They're both n- narrative in a sense, it seems like. Or are they pretty distinct? So your feeling towards one might not color the feelings toward the other. Well, I would say, though, since I think a lot of people did not like Virginia, I would say don't let that keep you from playing Last Stop. There is DNA that's familiar. The pacing... And the uh, the emotions that they kind of get out of you, uh, the the they like to drop you in the middle of a story in Virginia. Like you'll you know just there's cut scenes. You know you go from this to this cut to this cut to this cut. That kind of happens in Last Stop as well. Um, they kind of drop you in the middle of stuff. They don't always have a huge setup for everything they're doing. Uh, you'll be in the middle of one activity and then boom, you'll okay the workday's over that sort of thing. Um, so it's not as abrupt as it is in Virginia. I think it's a really good, um, really good take or enhancement on that or evolution of uh, storytelling from Virginia. Okay. What the which uh, storyline did you find yourself enjoying the most? I'm just curious. Oh, probably the first one. Yeah, I like that one the best. Yeah. So Are you talking about one, the the two the, dad thing? Yeah, the father, yeah. his daughter, and the neighbor. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you know, so there's three stories. There's a father, there's a daughter, there's a neighbor. The other story is a uh, professional, um, kind of like secret spy, homeland security type lady, 
uh, in her family life. And then there is this um, group of friends uh, in a bad situation. And somehow those three stories intersect. <laughs> but that's the last stop. All right. Get on last that chance. while you can. Yeah. Elroy, you're up, bud. <laughs> All right. I am not going to talk about an amazing game that uh, everyone should play um, that involves um, some amphibians. But uh, instead, I want to talk about the next, <laughs> uh, the obvious second choice here is no other than a game that I played a long time ago, back when I was a completionist of something of some sort uh, i'm not really sure um uh, it's a very dirty game um and uh, by dirty i mean the initials are d-i-r-d-e and that of course is dead island riptide definitive edition so uh i played this game literally like almost a decade ago on the 360 and then i bought it because it was on sale for like ten dollars not because i particularly wanted to play it again but then i started feeling you know a little nostalgic towards it and i thought well maybe i should and then it may or may not have accidentally got put on my tag by uh, an achievement factory and so then it was official and so then it somehow got parlayed onto the RTDL and what better excuse to play it at that point. So I decided I'd see if the magic was still there and I played it and kind of started off with it. And if you're not familiar with it, it's, uh, it's kind of like one of those early on, um, like just zombie killing games. It was, it, it was not, it's kind of like a laid back zombie killing game. I, I, it's not like in your face like some of these games where it's just, you know, you're just surviving. And, you know, it, it's more of a, like, a, you know, you're just going on this cool little adventure. There's zombies trying to kill you, sure. And, um, and you just, as long as you have weapons, you can just keep them at bay. Actually, there's just one trick. I'll tell you how to beat the game. Um, just kick everything. I'm serious. Just play like, think it's like FIFA or something. And you have a kick attack. All you gotta do is just kick them, and then like they slows them down, kick them again, they fall on the ground, and then you can just curb stomp them, and you won't have any problems with weapon maintenance, and you just max out your kicks, uh, and it's it's amazing. You just get these quads of steel, you're like quadzilla out there. You're like kicking zombies downstairs, and and just stomping them with one. I mean, that's that's how you beat the game real easy. But anyway, um, it's a Techland game. Uh, they are the the Dead Island, Dying Light, uh, Juarez people, and uh, so seventy six thousand people played the three sixty version. Forty two thousand played the definitive edition. Uh, it's pretty comparable in terms of wh- how it was received. Uh, three point six four stars versus three point five eight. The definitive edition is only a couple dollars more. And there's probably a reason why the similarities exist because as I was playing through it, I was excited to see like, you know, some real remastered stuff on it and, you know, see like some more lifelike zombies or something. I don't know what the definitive edition. I mean, it sounds really super fancy, right? So I was, I was excited to play and (laughs) I played it and it was like, huh, this is, um, if I if I was guessing, I, I, I'm not making placing accusations here, but if I was guessing, I'm thinking that probably they just 
use the same game from the 360 and just kind of put a different label on it and uh it seriously it looked the same like it it is that clunky 360 look to it you know and and all the the characters had those lifeless eyes that just kind of stare off and in into space and um it and all the textures kind of just it, it it just wasn't good and and i enjoyed it only because i really enjoyed the first one and i just like the laid backness of it it was just wandering around this island and all it is is just fetch quests like you, you finish one fetch quest and oh someone else needs something oh shocker you go get that and then oh man someone else just remembers something else they lost oh my goodness let me go find it for you and then uh oh man this dude he's 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 a junkie and he needs this needs a fix let me go to where the dealer was and kill the the zombie dealer and uh, get his drugs for him. He'll give me a nice weapon. And then it's just like fetch quest, fetch quest, fetch quest over and over again. And, and uh, you can, you can advance the main story and everything. But the important thing is just kick everybody in the face and enjoy it. And um, that's it. That's really all I wanted to say about it because I definitely don't want to talk about a different game. <laughs> Which one? Um, Battletoads? <laughs> I, have a, I mean, you mentioned the game uh, oh, with amphibians. I don't know what you, what you were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're a little, oh, I think you're a little confused, but that's okay. Oh, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I am. <laughs> Dang, yeah, you're right. I don't know why I thought they were amphibians. You got to huh. see like shredded, you wretched reptiles. Come on, that's how you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Go that's ahead, a, that's a very important <laughs> distinction. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm sure there's want, reptiles in in, in dead on you know, reptile. I'm sure. You know, yeah, I just swamp. wanted to know. That I have a well documented dislike for Dead Island, but <laughs> one of the one of the reasons is actually what you're talking about. Like when we played years ago, when we played the first Dead Island game, mm-hmm. I picked the character that was supposed to be good with with uh, firearms, right? Like in theory, okay, yeah. they had better firearm statistics. It did not matter did not matter one bit at all <laughs> you still ran up and kicked everything because it was the only thing that worked oh like, yeah just it, kick them it, it just oh i know there are people who liked that island but it was it was i i am one of them i i, and, and, I am not and, and i can i couldn't tell you a single one of the characters names i know that probably surprised you but oh. that was the chick with the gun <laughs> yes yes that was chick the, 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 the chick, character, the chick with the gun then you have the the asian lady <laughs> you got the football player oh, there were two in that and one. then you got the yes. rapper dude that's right yep yep uh, yeah, the, so. the only thing about that song that was good was the song at the beginning, and that was like ironically. So it's it just oh, the song, yeah, the the hoodoo, voodoo, hoodoo. N- yeah, <laughs> yeah, the hoodoo, the voodoo, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first one, and uh, yeah. That, but I never that played Riptide, re- and I'm unsurprised to hear that the complete lack of variance <laughs> between the characters, even though they bother to say there is a difference, still persisted. Uh-huh. All right, so here you go. I'm gonna uh, throw. Sorry to step I'm gonna over throw your transition. Few, I don't. I don't know if I want you want uh, any spoilers here, but the first one was about them trying to get off an island, right? And so right. they were trying to get in a boat, and then they get in a boat. Well, in the second one, they they were on that boat, and then they were on another island. They crashed into an island, and then they had to get another boat to get off that island. Oh, and you're man. never gonna guess how it ends. They crash into another island. So, spoiler alert. Such so, a Gilligan's move. <laughs> it's like, yeah, seriously, that's the whole premise of both of the games. So, 
Yeah. How do you anyway. feel about games where the enemies level up with you? Like, doesn't that defeat the purpose of you yourself leveling up? Yeah, that's that was actually probably my worst example of that. I, I'm not a fan. That's the whole purpose is you get, you know, where you can just one-shot everything. Yeah. And uh, that, that was the that was case. One of many in, problems uh, with Dead Island, besides the yeah, going through floors and losing our save data. But yeah, that was... <laughs> uh, yeah, that... <sighs> I, that problem was most evident to me in uh, that Assassin's Creed, the Greece one, uh, where you're, or Athens or wherever, the, the Roman one. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. thinking the musical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be a good game. <laughs> right, the, the, that one. And I remember that was the game where they thought they'd be all uh, clever and, and, and allow you to create user created levels and they didn't think that you know achievement hunters couldn't be responsible with such thing and so they've made like these achievement levels and so i thought oh my gosh here is my chance i just i'll just level up my character real quick and then i'll just walk through the game and then and uh i needed to get uh kill all these beasts for an rtdl achievement and the freaking beasts (laughs) like i think that made them mad or something like they were like even ridiculously leveled up and uh, it didn't work. My strategy didn't work there. So yes, I'm not a fan of that. That's that's pretty low. But yeah, you're right. That's uh, I never really associated that with Dead Island. But yeah, they do for sure. But you can still kick the crap out of them. <laughs> and you just, you just, I mean, you just kick them, man. So what, like you, so what you're anything, saying? You like rep- <laughs> is that Dead Island is a beat 'em up? <laughs> it is. It is a beat 'em up, man. Like and you like up like you go to these work bitches and you like. After oh, repair your weapons, benches. you you should you should have to repair your shoes. Is what you should have to I repair. You should find like different shoes. And, <laughs> yeah, but your shoes never wear out. Uh, you know, this lead pipe wears out, but not your shoes. After you ran through the entire swamp, kicking everything that you know moves. So yeah, that's Dead Island. That's the Dead Island experience. It's it's kind of like FIFA. All right, Michelle, save us. What do you got for us? <laughs> Oh, uh, I get to go. Okay, so I- I'm gonna. Well, we'll. I'll be Aoife. talking about <laughs> what's that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna be talking about a game that features a lot of green, mm-hmm. um, mm. and uh, that's because the main character's name is Jade, and that mm. is Beyond Good and Evil. Oh, Beyond Good and Evil first came out in 2003 on the PlayStation 2 and the GameCube, and so on and so forth. At the time, it was really considered one of the top like best developed amazing games ever very critically well received uh but regrettably was not commercially well received uh fast forward about a decade later a little less than that and an hd remaster was released onto the xbox live arcade so i know elroy you do not acknowledge this as a real game but i promise you it was at some point i I was just looking it up i was like what is up with all these ubisoft fake games (laughs) like this is the second one that's come up today i don't know but Beyond Good and Evil is is a game I, I shied away from playing for a long time on Xbox because the default controller inversion inverts both the Y and X axis. So yes, I'm everyone knows I'm the strange person that does the inversion of Y all the time, but I can't handle the inversion of X as well. And it made the game pretty much unplayable. And forever, people like L, people like Spaceman have been like, well, just make a setting for it. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that. That's effort. Uh, And finally, I did, uh, because my brother, who has a savant-like tendency with video games, like the games he knows, he knows. 
was like, well, if you want to play it, I'll I'll walk you through it. And I was like, oh, well, okay. So we're playing it together. But this isn't like we're discovering it together necessarily. He's sort of like, oh, you see this thing over here? Do that. And it's been awesome because it, it's allowing me to experience the gameplay. And I'll be like, oh, I see this thing here. Should I do that? And he'll kind of advise me like, well, you can, but this isn't the best time. It's so much more effective than watching a video. So if you need a Sherpa for Beyond Good and Evil, I will let you speak with my brother because he can absolutely do that for you. But in the game, you play as a character named Jade. Jade is, uh, you know, she lives on this island where she protects these kids that are being raised there. And there's this attack right at the beginning of the game. And then some of the kids get kidnapped and you're on your quest to go save them. And of course, there's all sorts of intrigue with it. Like, are the people who've been trying to help rescue really the good guys? Are they the bad guys? And one of the other hooks in the game is that you have a camera and throughout the game, you take pictures of the different wildlife in the game. And that's where playing with my brother has been very helpful because he'll be like, oh, do you see this cow there? Zoom in on the cow's nose. That's the one space where you can find the Rayman mosquito and take a picture of it. So that's actually been a lot of fun. Beyond Good and Evil is very much a game of its era. So it has all of the bad points of it where the camera is sometimes a little weird. The combat could be a little more varied. But if you look at it in 2003, shoes and eyes and whatever else it's it's really very very good i find that my memory of the game is a little complicated i know i played it almost 20 years ago but i didn't play as much of it as i thought i did the part that we just got up to is probably my last memory of the game and everything else beyond this is going to be new to me so i'm excited to see how the rest of the story plays out unfortunately this is a game where the sequel or prequel i guess they actually announced that beyond good and evil 2 is going to be a prequel game it's just been in limbo. They announced this, they officially announced Beyond Good and Evil 2 at E3 2017, I think. And I think for all intents and purposes, it's pretty much considered done. The person who developed it's no longer with Ubisoft. The game was initially pitched as a trilogy that clearly didn't happen. And it's really a shame because it would be cool to see Beyond Good and Evil realized in the modern environment that it could be and seeing some of these things that that really look beautiful and amazing and and play great with modern cameras and stuff that work within video games um as it is an Xbox Live Arcade game it only has 12 achievements and one of the things that turns people away from Beyond Good and Evil besides the fact that it only has 200 gamer score is that a whole bunch of them are marked as missable and this is true but to my understanding, that's because of two things. Or I'm sorry, it's because there is a point of no return. But you also should keep in mind or should know that even though these are missable, most of them are for collecting a certain number of things where you don't have to complete all of them. So there's there are these items you pick up to give you extra hearts. You have to pick up 10. The game has 13. So you have opportunities to miss some things and get to explore on your own. And, and there is a point where you can't go back. And I think it's pretty clearly marked for you. So I'm really enjoying it. This is something where if it's randomly in your backlog, or you bean dived it a while ago, give it a look and check it out because it's been fun to go back to. Um, and I think it's relatively inexpensive at this point, because it might have been one of the discounted ones. I'm not even sure. But it's it's a great it's game. Ten, ten oh, is it 10 still? Okay, I thought it might have been. The, the good mm-hmm. the, the good news is, though, uh, for GT3 option fan, this is an action adventure game. 
I just thought, let him know. Okay. Well, there you go. And and it is backwards compatible. So you can go ahead and... Oh, yeah. And look, the, the latest news article on True Achievements is the E3 2017 rumor roundup, which included uh, the, the little mini teaser trailer. All they showed about Beyond Good and Evil 2 was this little trailer with the main character and one of the other uh, important players within Beyond Good and Evil sitting on the back of a car. So, yeah, I've I've enjoyed it a lot. I'm very happy to be going back to it, hoping to wrap it up, you know, maybe before the next time we record. It's been a nice trip down memory lane. It was uh, two ninety nine on sale as recently as June 7th, so it does go on sale from time to time. So, mm-hmm. And there is a walkthrough on True Achievements for Beyond Good and Evil, and it seems to be pretty good. It walks you through exactly where you need to be. It highlights which, you know, when you can take photos of things, make sure to... Uh, enumerate exactly which one of the collectibles, like this is collectible four of 13 or whatever else, so you know exactly where you are within the game. Beyond Good and Evil is eight to 10 hours if you're playing it, trying to get everything, but I think you can kind of speed through it in a little less, but it's worth taking your time with and actually just exploring all the environments. It's not really that big an environment because it is still a game that was originally developed in 2003. Now, one of the 12 achievements is called Kicking Asterixes. <laughs> and I, and there's a nice picture of, of a foot, you know, kicking something. And so I'm just wondering if this was the precursor to Dead Island. Or, because you said they lived on an island. And, uh... <laughs> that they do, that they do. That, that, that one's uh, that, just a certain enemy type. But I'm glad you uh, <laughs> you noted that. Because the most effective way to kill them is actually to, they have like a, a pack on their backs and it's to to hit the pack on the back so they're sort of running around and then to kick them and and so i i suppose that's why they designed the achievement that way yeah i mean it works mm-hmm. <laughs> oh i really thought it was called kicking asterisks that would have been funny <laughs> well it is <laughs> i mean if you're well, gonna now i it, see it <laughs> literally yes <laughs> that's too funny all right well, now the reason we are all here, of course, oh yeah, to hear me fanboy or fan toidle about I like toidles. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Now, when news came out about this game, our Thursday crew was like, "All right, as soon as it comes out, we're stopping what we're doing and we are playing this." Which, thank God, it made us stop playing Back for Blood and Farm Together because this is way better than all of those games. And then as luck would have it, as I said last week, they out of nowhere said, this is six players online. And holy cow, we found uh, Rocker Dude actually invited himself to play with us, knowing that I was part of this, knowing what a huge Turtles fan (laughs) I was and am. And uh, Michelle's brother rounds it uh, up our usual crew of me and Michelle and Prue and Fufu Cuddly Poop. And it is a six player beat em up. And when you are playing in six players, it is chaotic as can be. It is crazy. Um, you can play as the four turtles. Uh, Raphael's, of course, is the best one. Uh, he's got the best stats. And he's just the coolest. And you can play as Splinter. And April, who learned Kung Fu along the way. And uh, when you uh, beat the game, you unlock a seventh character. 
I don't know how much we can delve into spoilers here, but I think it's okay. Because uh, I mean, the achievements... It follows the, the, if, it follows the same premise of every Turtles game that's been produced so far. It does, but it's a little different in that it has uh, an overworld similar to Super Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario World. It's very interesting. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know how it works in the single player. I guess it's the same. You travel from stage to stage, right? And it tells you how many collectibles you have, how many of the challenges you've done. Uh, the challenges are not needed for achievements, but I believe you get experience, which you do need for the achievements, so they are fun to, to do. Uh, as we are recording this, like when we started recording this <laughs> uh, over an hour ago, there was about 57,000 starters on this game. While we've been recording, now we're up to over 59,000, almost 60,000 starters on this game. I am so excited. <laughs> People, there must this must be a good word-of-mouth game. I think I saw it uh, made it to the top 10 of the uh, top-played games on Xbox. Yeah, it did. Yeah, Fortnite, Apex Legends, the, the usual heavy hitters, and then Toilos is up here. Um, yeah, so... When we first played, I was like, listen, I really don't want to look at the achievement list. Let's just play. And I know Corey uh, was excited to look at the list and Prue <laughs> looked at the list. And, and you know, there's a lot of achievements. There's, uh, there's 30, right, I think. And you get achievements for beating each stage. There's a lot of stages. This game is a lot longer than I expected it to be. It is about two hours. And... You know, the original was maybe 45 minutes to an hour tops, if that. But that was, of course, the arcade game, and it wanted your quarters. This game just wants you to have a good time. Um, if you watched the old cartoon, every single character you could think of is in this game. Even characters you don't remember are in this game. <laughs> there were characters that I did not remember from the show, but I remembered uh, the action figures existing. Uh, such as, uh, I don't know, Chrome Dome. And then there was like, oh, was it Dirtbag maybe? There was Mole Man. <laughs> That's something else. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there there was uh, the bull. Who's the bull? Oh, I always forget. Um, meatloaf or something. <laughs> meatloaf. Um, <laughs> roast beef. I, I forget. Something oh, my like God. That. So, they first had the of triceratops. All, they had all that stuff. Yeah, so... There's a lot of nods to the old arcade game. Every enemy from there is in there. You know, from the mousers to the, the freezing traps uh, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, as soon as we saw a car in the background, we were like, okay, this car is going <laughs> to <gonna> move mm -hmm. <laughs> and try to run us over. Just get out of the way. Uh, so there's a lot of that stuff. And we all just were so giddy and were full of laughs and had a great time, six players. Uh, there were some uh, some negative things that happened in our time playing. Uh, we had some wonkiness playing in six players where all of a sudden uh, we would be split up and we were like, okay, I'm just here with one other turtle. And then the other person was like, okay, I'm, uh, I'm over here fighting. Where are you guys? So there were a couple of times where we had to exit out and start over again. But the great thing is, is that the progress was saved. So we didn't lose really anything. We just had to, to go back in. And you could just uh, do drop in and drop out during play, so you don't even have to get together during 
uh, the main menu, you could just go right in. So that's wonderful. Um, now I've heard that you could use this to your advantage and try to join random games and try to get random achievements, uh, such as like beating the game using one credit or on hard mode and stuff like that. People are, are saying that they just joined random games and they got hard achievements. And the game also has cross-play, so you could play with people on, on other platforms like the Switch, and I assume the PlayStation and Steam and all that stuff. And there's also uh, Play Anywhere. You could, uh, Corey reported that he was playing on his laptop and it worked perfectly. So yeah, as you could tell, I'm pretty excited about this one. Uh, our second foray, we actually did go for a couple of achievements. Uh, there's one for getting all the cameos, so all the different uh, people. So there is a solution that tells you which stages to go to. That's one that was a little weird online. So the host always got credit for it. And then the, uh, the person that actually finds the person in the cameo also gets credit. So you could use that knowledge to get it done for two people at a time if you want to play with six people. Or, of course, you, I guess you could split up into, into pairs also. But we didn't do that because we knew we needed experience anyway since uh, the grindiest achievement is to max level all, all the turtles. Uh, but unlike uh, you know Castle Crashers, this will be fun to go through multiple times. But uh, Prue was telling us you know, that he said people were going through the first stage over and over. That's boring. Just play through the game. Uh, one thing I well, if you play yeah. if you play through with a character, you're gonna get a level ten out of it. I mean, it's did you get a level ten? Uh, yeah, mine was level ten by the time I I think I was on stage thirteen. I think really and it yeah it was uh, maybe I was solo. Just playing normal. I did. I assume I you played had solo. To, I replayed one. I replayed one stage where I missed a collectible, and and by the time I got to thirteen, I had it. So. There's a reason for that though, because you were doing challenges as you're going. Uh, if you and those challenges oh, do give you experience, they give you extra experience. So if you go through oh, on a second a character, uh, those challenges are already done. Oh, unless really? Unless you reset the game, yeah, you can reset the game but keep your experience, and then you'll be able to do those challenges again on this, on your second character and get bonus XP for those. Oh, ah, that's a good tip. Yeah. The, uh, How do you reset the game? Yeah, that. I could delete your save. Uh, you just choose new game instead of continue. Oh. Excellent. And you do get to keep your your, you keep your, your power level. Okay. There's an uh, they, it asks you. It says, "Do you want to reset everything, or do you want to keep your experience?" So you can keep oh, your okay. character experience. Now that that does mean though that uh, you won't be able to just jump to level 16. Right. You're gonna have to earn your way all the way back, or join somebody else. So if you're uh, on the 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 level or beating the game with everyone achievement, you can apparently just load up the level 16 and then just knock it out. You don't have to replay the whole game. Yes, That's you can. What, Correct. Right. And so, uh, but one thing I wanted to add on this that uh, is that par- probably the thing I liked the most about it was that they really kind of tried to design it to the one that we all love, the the eighty nine mm-hmm. one, where mm-hmm. the 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 design it was purposely kind of ruggedish uh, eight. You know, like sixteen bit ish. I guess it's it's not like super graphic heavy or anything like that. It, it's designed to look, which could be because it's doing this multiplayer thing. But uh, it's it's really has that feel of the original one, and that's really cool. And they use the uh, style for the characters like 
back in the day. They didn't use this because I see some of these games where the characters are all weird, where they like give Donatello like a <laughs> blockhead and uh, yep. and they're trying to make them all look different mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, where it's not just whatever's you know around their eyes. You know, it's like <laughs> you know they 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 typically are supposed to look the same, right? And so. Uh, I do like that they went with the, the classic El Clasico design, and uh, that was really cool. And and the stages, you said it's a longer game where it's a, like a two-hour playthrough, but most of the stages can be beat in about six minutes or six, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. They're, yeah, they're the long. stages don't out, outlast their welcome. It, they're they're pretty succinct, I think. And it's and there's a lot of collectibles, you said, but. Uh, the collectible, it's laughable. It's not really a collectible. I mean, I only missed two and I wasn't even really looking for them. Um, yeah, if you smash everything, you find them all. I don't think we missed you're them. Right. You find them. There, there's one stage where, uh, the, I don't know how I missed one. And then the second one was the, the, the character. I had no idea who she was. It was some chick that was collecting <laughs> crystals or something. And she was like hidden in some little, rice drum or something i don't know what it was it looked like a, something you'd see on a farm i don't know what it was like a pipe of some sort i didn't know you could demolish the pipes at the top of the level so uh so i missed her so yeah oh that was one so of the cameos that one. right yeah the, yeah, yeah the we cameo, missed that one but it counted as a collectible oh really yeah well yeah, those were I guess uh, it did. those were the neutrinos okay and uh they're from dimension x okay <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that at all. They're very integral and, uh, to the first season. So yeah, if you if you watch the first season, it's only five episodes, and then the arcade game was the first actually, season. Yeah, the like first time about the original. The original first season was only five episodes, and that's what the '89 arcade game was based off of because that's all that was out at that time. So they did a really good job without really knowing. Man, I don't much. remember those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. They run. I don't remember the, them at all. Yeah, you you wouldn't because you're you're. I'm yeah, slightly cooler I, than I, I, don't I am. I guess. but i mean there's there was a lot of weird stuff on it so in leading into this uh, you did make an offhand comment that i took offense with which is (laughs) uh i tried uh, (laughs) right where you were bad mouthing the purple outfit soldier and so um and that was actually something I was going to bring up, which is I was trying to figure out if there was some kind of belt system for the foot soldiers. You know, it's all based in martial arts and stuff, you know, and traditionally there's a belt system of some sort. And uh, basically, if the foot soldier shows expertise, do they get a different color, you know, what is it, Komodo or whatever it is? Uh, <laughs> there's just whatever, or whatever that's called, robe. I don't know, whatever you call it. The gi? And, uh, <laughs> Ghee, yeah, yeah, that. There you go. Yeah, not no. not butter, but ghee. Right. And it wasn't so, the foot soldier that he was denigrating, though. It was it was Donatello. <laughs> yes, that that, that sh- quiet. Though. Oh, I thought you were talking about no. the the purple uh, foot soldier. And, oh no, I like to make fun so of purple, uh, Donatello because he's a nerd. Oh okay. Well, you if you he's were hypothetically fun. making fun of the purple, yes, go ahead. Foot soldier, go ahead. <laughs> the purple foot soldier gets a bad rap mm-hmm. sure they're like always the first enemy that you kill and they're real they just walk up and take accept their fate but are they any worse than some of these other ones like the lime green one like literally all they do is just run across the screen with a spear and if you jump over them they run into nothing and seem confused and then you just you know it like disables them they run into air 
with their spear. I think that the purple uh, foot soldier is on the higher plank than them. Plus, the purple ones operate all the machinery. Do you notice that? They're on the little uh, punchy crab things uh, that uh, are kind of a pain to kill. I don't know what those things are called. You know, the 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 mechanical spider crab yeah, looking things. I thought it was spider bots, yeah. Yeah, and now, uh, those are purple foot soldiers on top of those. Now, who are the foot soldiers that man the sushi bar and uh, <laughs> next time you play? Well, <laughs> they're, they're well, all in the no, background. The, apparently, and the pizza place. Yeah, apparently the, the go-to job, I would argue, is the, the carnival barker because clearly the black geed uh, foot soldier <laughs> is the top of the, the of the class it's either that or the white one i don't know it's white or the, or the black ones here and the the carnival barker was uh was wearing the black gi so i assume that means that's the most sought after job and that only one that is at that level is eligible Okay, well, I have other. Uh, no, I have other observations. What the heck was up with the <laughs> warthog and rhino thing running across the zoo? Like, like that doesn't make you. any sense whatsoever. So you have Bebop and Roxy. Yeah, okay, one's a warthog, them. one's a rhino. So what is up with like the? Why did there have to be a rhino and a warthog stampeding in the zoo? Why couldn't it have been like a, a <laughs> can, you know a, a caribou and a or a gir- giraffe or a you know, or well, that would be hard to jump over, but like a, <laughs> uh, a, a water buffalo or, a, you know, so, why does it, it didn't even make sense. Like, they're not even, like, why would, I don't know. I, that, that bothered me. I didn't understand the significance of that. You know? You'll have and, to watch the uh, first season to, to understand. Okay. So were those like <laughs> bebop rock steadies? Uh, <laughs> Family members. <laughs> experiments going wrong. Yeah. That's yeah. Kind it's of, all, kind of all of this is the first. Oh, okay. Also probably, kind of what it is. also probably in the first season <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> what, what was up with the level eight? Uh-huh. Level eight was a, a sky level. Like the music is all been kind of consistent in the whole game. And then all of a sudden you get to level eight and there's like some weird, like, Power Rangers song playing in the mm. background, and it's like <laughs> I don't know what they were singing about, but it sounded like something straight out of the Power Rangers, like you know the Go Go Power Rangers, and and uh, go back and replay level eight. The music does not match the rest of the game. It was really odd, almost as odd as when all of a sudden you stumble upon Shredder mm. and he's listening to hip hop music. <laughs> I, I think it, it sounded like the hoodoo voodoo song. Maybe it was, I'm not sure. It, 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 it's funny that you brought up that song earlier because I thought that that's the song it reminded me of was the uh, hoodoo, the that's voodoo funny. thing. And uh, yeah. So take a special listen there too. And then uh, what I was going to say, I see. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had several observations on this game. Uh, well, actually, I think uh, the Wu-Tang Clan contributed some of the, the music. So The, um, <laughs> the Power Rangers? Song? No, not the Power Rangers. <laughs> um, what I was going to say, when you play six players, it's actually kind of hard to, to listen to the soundtrack, and the soundtrack is generally oh, one of the favorite okay. parts of uh, a lot of these games to me. Um so I was just going to point that out. It was out. good. It was good. It was just odd choices yeah, we definitely for those noticed two the, parts. The, uh, the Shredder breaking out his uh, 80s style boombox and <laughs> listening to some Wu-Tang. 
<laughs> some Dead Island uh, songs. But they uh, also, what what was the point of the challenges? There was no achievements. I guess it was just to get experience, experience yeah. I guess. And something yeah. else to do, but I guess. It, but it seemed odd that they put all that effort into making these challenges that have zero achievements tied to it. There's you don't yeah. have to get them all. Like no, you don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought that was odd. No, but like, yeah, you said you got to level ten, but we didn't get to level ten until like two playthroughs, really. So maybe, maybe hmm. you get more. Were you turning in the quest and all that? Yeah, I mean, maybe you're, you get your more XP enemies alone. Based on the number, the, the XP is based on the number of enemies you kill. Right. So in our group, oh, that explains Prue why I didn't get that. <laughs> hit level ten pretty much right at the beginning of the second time we played, and I hit level ten like in the second stage. And, and right. I think you're even though there are more enemies, I imagine on screen if you have six players, they're they're not an actual m- multiple of yeah. six. So yeah. you're you're spreading that much between a you're spreading a, a higher amount of point, but across a larger group. So I, I think that accounts for some of that. Well, that's also what they said on the on the the little walkthrough thing is that if you're trying to to just kind of run through it fast is to start up a single player game, but mm-hmm. add a bunch of dummy controllers and you just kill everyone. So, right. right. Yeah. So I, I think that's what that first level Ew. thing is all about. So that makes more enemies come. Yeah. If you just add a bunch of sense. dummy controllers on it. I thought yeah. that, yeah, I thought uh, a comment on TA said that uh, it maxes out at two. So like, it's really only worth oh, it to do it? with the second controller. If you're, if you're trying to do that, Oh, okay. right. I, did, I just kind of glanced at it. I'm, I'm glad. You should check, though. I, I might be getting that wrong. Ah. All right. All right. So. I actually so played this game for the... uh, F word for now and uh, oh, checking yeah. out the achievements a little later. Yeah, they'll come in due time. They'll come. But w- or would you play with other people, Elroy? Like, would you jump into a random yeah, game? Yeah, that's. Which, I with mean, yeah, that's. Uh... Or, or with. God forbid, people you know. That's what I'm missing. <laughs> I'm missing all the multiplayer stuff and then the arcade stuff. I, I just went through the, the normal right. um, route. You yeah. tell Kelly Kelly um, that you have a date with Big L and and his <laughs> posse, and we're going to play some toys. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a question on that. So, like, if you beat the game with a group of individuals, does it show every ending of all the characters, or does it just show you on your screen? Yes, you get your own ending. Okay, so you don't around. see all the other ones? Right, so I guess okay. theoretically you could probably hop into the last Not stage. Not that there's much to it. But. Uh, with each turtle, but I assume yeah. we're just going to run through it the whole game every, uh, six times. Yeah. that's. Uh, Did you have any other thoughts, Michelle <laughs> or Nate? <laughs> no? The only thought I, I wanted to, to share, I guess, other than all the stuff that's already been discussed... Is I think they really did a great job paying homage to what many of us feel is sort of the pinnacle of Turtles games and still changing just enough where it feels new and different, doesn't feel too much like a copy. So even things like the pizzas in the game, so it still has your normal pizza, that's great. But now I don't know if you experienced this uh, when you were playing Elroy, but in multiplayer, there are these like all turtle pizzas, these giant pizzas that restore everyone's health to max and mm-hmm. then there are also pizzas that give you infinite um infinite of your special and another one that just gives you like a spinning attack and little yeah, things those like those two are in there yeah little things like that that make the game feel 
its own mm-hmm. while still like unabashedly being the product that we all fell in love with 30 years ago i think was just real smart design and part of why it's been received so well it just it doesn't feel like just a carbon copy it's longer than those games there's the sort of overworld map where you're picking between levels the idea of the challenges and finding the collectibles it's just different enough where it's not overwhelming in those differences but it once again feels like its own thing it doesn't feel like oh we're just cashing in on this uh previous thing and speaking of of also that sort of idea the intro animation is amazing mm-hmm. it is so good <laughs> like so just from the start when you boot it up like you really feel like you're there in that time but it sounds different there's a new version of the yeah. of the intro song can't say i and, love and the, throughout the, uh, the game cover. <laughs> i'm not saying i love the cover either and I, but that's always going to be kind of your bias you grew mm-hmm. up watching those cartoons or whatever i don't know if you can if we can really true, say objectively true, true. one way or the other but it it's that that motif is present throughout the entire game where it this is the new one but we're not going to ignore where we came from either so i thought that was just smartly done throughout uh, the other thing that came to light in the last day or two was someone or some people noticed that some of the animations they used were uh we'll say borrowed or an homage to classic fighting games uh, like street fighter and uh Samurai Showdown and a lot of classic animations were used. I I sent those out in the uh, gaming news channel today. You could check those out. But uh, yeah, they they really what? went all out for this game. I can't say well, enough good the, things about it. The endings are very much a, a like a a Street Fighter two type in the the way that. I mean, yes. if you blink, you're going to miss the ending. It just—it's basically like, oh, this is what happened. I mean, afterward. they put you know, a story like in, but real... it's not really. In. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, would it have killed them to let uh, you know? Uh, Raphael hook up with April end, or something like what? Well, oh, I got some thoughts on that. Uh, but I was thinking more Casey Jones. Yeah, you know, yeah. Casey Jones is 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 there at the end at the, mm-hmm. in the last image that you see. Do we really want to believe that he eats pizza through a hockey mask? <laughs> like, like, could he not take the hockey mask off or push it up or down or just put it on the couch next to him or something? Like, but then you I, know I, who I had a he problem was. with him. In the show, you know who he is. Oh, in the in cartoon, the movie, he takes his mask off. I don't think he does in the show. In the in the oh, cartoon, I thought he did. yeah. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. He talks like that. See. Yeah, well, maybe he does eat through a hockey mask. That's that's gross, though, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's pizza gross, off the but... floor to begin with, so you know. <laughs> well, it's a, no, it's in a box. It's in a box. I thought, but yeah, I don't know. But all right, so let's 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 go ahead and address this April thing. So, how is it? I I'm just throwing out. The turtles are—I don't know. Would you classify them as superheroes, or let's just say that they've been in martial arts the whole lives, you know? And and uh, they have the same stats as April, who is working with a microphone versus a katana. Like to me, I know. Granted, yes, yes, yes. You have to, uh, you know, just kind of—it's. It, Yes, video games, but like they could at least put it like on like a razor wire whip or something, you know, <laughs> like she's swinging this 
you know, microphone, like a, in a whip chain style or something like that. But like, I don't know. It just, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is odd. This is a little odd. Yeah, they yeah. should have added her as like a challenge character. Like, like that has, you know, just like one star where if you can get through the game with her, then you're a badass like thing, kind of a thing. I don't know. That's just how I would have played it. I mean, I don't really know much about Casey Jones. Maybe he's just some dude with a bat. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I was at least, I, I don't know. It just was weird to me. That's all. Yeah, she held the microphone and mostly did karate kicks from what I could see. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Anyway, that was TMNT. Uh, <laughs> Shredder's Revenge. Well, the kick, just apparently played. the kick is very, very, uh, you know, maybe she should get on Dead Island. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I bet you'd get a kick out of that. All right. That somehow is going to be a sale way. There were a lot of crazy sales this week. An article came out on TA with the top 100 easiest games that came out this week. Usually there's about 10. Uh, I'm just (laughs) going to pick some uh, old favorites that have come up before, uh, such as the Deponia series, normally $40 for four games. 90% 90% off $4 for four games. Uh, those are classic point and click in the vein that Chewy likes, the humorous ones. And on the puzzle side, the Glass Masquerade 1 and 2 bundle is $6.59 for two of those. Uh, those are nice, peaceful ones. You could do a level before bed and get those done. Elroy, I hate to ask you if you uh, chose any sale games, but I will go to you anyway. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Breakneck City. Um, oh, I sh- that one is a classic oh. uh, beat 'em up. <laughs> um, if you oh. want, if you're in for a uh... <laughs> Michelle and I and played that one for... co-op, and uh, yeah, <laughs> East Asia Soft. I love you, but oh my god, no. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a ten dollar w- game. I, you save three whole dollars on it. Oh. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> you really didn't like that one. I see. I okay. think I'll take Castle Crash. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're in the spirit of beat 'em ups, um, I would definitely would say Breakneck City. It's a uh, you know, it's something. It, it definitely happened. Uh, Cat Quest Two. That's a fifteen dollar game on sale for seven and a half. Um, it's just an RPG game. I like it because there's a bunch of cat puns in there and they like really force it. So, you know, they, you know, it's like, I have to get somewhere right meow and, you know, like stuff like that. I mean, it's just through the whole game. Yeah. And then, um, Drunken Fist, you can get that beauty for $4. It's normally eight. And the reason I definitely bring this up is because the, the sequel to it comes out, uh, this week tomorrow or whenever you're listening to it uh it's probably already out so uh you definitely got to play the first one so you understand the story of the second one because the second one introduces zombies and uh i'm sure you'll get a chance to uh, kick them now and then one just little note is there is 17 games for sale that start with the word v i thought that was odd oh i bet you kush knows something about those uh, yeah, I noticed that as well as I was going. I was like, this is a huge the section. Yeah. Um, so what I'm going to recommend 
our Shantae Half Genie Hero DLC. Now, last week I recommended one DLC. This week, a different DLC is on sale. It's Friends to the End, $4 down from 8 Once again, uh, this is a platformer game. I think it used to be a Vayner, but they changed it. Or maybe not. This is one of the... I think this is the only game in the Shantae series that is not a Metroidvania. Uh, there are seven achievements in this DLC, and it takes about three to four hours, according to TEA. Now, Shantae Half Genie Hero Ultimate Edition is $15 down from $30. This is the base game and all DLC rolled into one. It's a stack. Um, so there you go. It's also a platformer. It's not a platformer. <clears throat> is the Innsmouth Case, which is $4.50 down from $15. This is a visual novel, but in looking through the screens, um, screenshots, it looks a lot more like a traditional choose-your-own-adventure book. Uh, so I'm actually kind of interested in this. I'm not a huge visual novel fan, especially the the quick uh, achievement money grab ones. Uh, this one looks interesting, and it's one to two hours. I, I believe it will require several playthroughs because, once again, it's a choose-your-own-adventure-like-ish. Uh, and that's just from the outside, not knowing anything about the game. And finally, The Gardens Between. This is $4 down from 20 It's a puzzle adventure Takes about one to two hours if you have a walkthrough, and there is a walkthrough on TA. This <laughs> game, if you did not play this on Game Pass, oh my gosh, I, I highly recommend this for $4. Mm-hmm. It is so cool, and uh, it's just different. It's just out there. Uh, the game basically just, uh, if I, it's been a long time, but you start on one side and you kind of move through the level to the right, and you basically there's a timeline that you're you're changing as you go this way or that way. You can interact with different items as you're doing that. You can then reverse time and do something different or do a thing and then back up and then go and see what the effect of that thing was. It's a super cool game. Um, really stylized. And I, I, I cannot recommend that more for $4. So. All right. Well, thank you for recommending two of the 17 the games. <laughs> uh, Michelle, you want to round this out? Sure, just uh, very quick. I know we already touched on these games earlier, but and I uh, don't think they're the best things out there. But if you want quick gamer score for low prices, both Bunny Parking and Soko Bunny are on sale. They are $3 down from 6 and they're both worth 3,000 gamer score. So plenty of gamer score to be had in not a whole lot of time if you just, if you choose to pick those up. Awesome. All right, we'll uh, run down the rest as quick as we can. Uh, Games with Gold, Project High Rise, Architects Edition available for the one, and Rascals available for the 360. We did get a little bit of Game Pass news today, and so we were not podcasted again. Yay! Uh, Shadowrun Trilogy is out for the Xbox One. Uh, Total War, Three Kingdoms for the PC. FIFA 22 via EA Play. And a game we talked about in our uh, fun times last week, Naraka Blade Point, is also out. I'm curious about that one. 60-player samurai game. Looks fun. And Far Cry 5 should be a big one coming out on July the 1st. Leaving on June 30th are EA Sports, FIFA 20, Jurassic World Evolution, 
last stop and MotoGP 20. In contests, uh, the big one that just started was Warboats, and it was um, pretty successful. Almost 2,000 people signed up for it. A lot of people in the Discord are talking about it. We have a channel for it. If you are in Warboats, come check it out. Um, basically, it is not at all like um, Battleship. Uh, and you just have to try to sink your opponent's ships. Uh, but this time, there's a point system, and any misses deducts points. So you are encouraged to go for for hits and not try to get as many as you can for uh, for misses. And, and the round, I believe, lasts for two weeks, and then you get uh, three more matches. Uh, there is a community challenge badge for defeating one ship in the first round. All right, Kush, we, we could uh, do the Gamertech challenge real quick. Nah. Okay, we are not going to do the Gamertech challenge. <laughs> in <laughs> Rack Camp. <laughs> we'll do this. Soon. All right, now we have Brag Camp. Michelle. All right. In completions, we have a very brief list this week. Fisto Roboto has reached 150 completed games. Alicia has reached 800 completed games. And not to be outdone, Thrash Forever has more than doubled their combined total by reaching 1,950 completed games. Woo! In streaks, Dub D23 is currently on a 50-day win streak, as are ZZ Urban Spaceman and Dunkos. Johnny Delicious. With 100 days, Z Drunken Monkeys with 350 days. Didn't realize he was German. L Sock, <laughs> 700 <laughs> days. Surf oh. Biscuit with 1,000. <laughs> Monkey Tim Fu, 2,050. Prue with 2,300. Mr. Gompers with 3,200. <laughs> Plantain 42 with 3,250. And Mad Eye with 3,400 days. God bless. Um. All right, uh, for some gamer score. All right, your favorite. Um, uh, yeah, some sour Viva list has one hundred thousand gamer score. Oh my goodness, a whole hundred thousand! Um, congratulations on your first foof. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Neo twenty one with some X's is six hundred thousand. Black Buff has six hundred fifty thousand. Not to be outdone, Matthew. I, yeah, Matthew or Math who has seven hundred thousand. Morbid has eight hundred thousand. Uh, Enigma Gamer has eight hundred fifty thousand. Y'all put that on there on purpose. On uh, Red Forty Seven has one point three million gamer score. Now we're talking, and oh my, Thrash Forever has reached. A new milestone of two million in gamer score. Well, wow, wow, Thrash Forever! That is great. Man, he's just gonna keep I going. Just, it's yeah. in his name. I just stalked his page to see what he hit it with, and this is new. This is a different way to hit it. The achievement is called no, no. "Finally" <laughs> <laughs> in the game, nice. in the game "Stories Untold." And he claims that he's the 49th person on TA with 2 million gamer score. 
four years to the day that he unlocked one million. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Which just goes to show you. Uh, yeah, I won't say anything negative with Delroy here, but uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> game score is not what it once was. That's all I'll say. But uh, what? Oh, no, God. Sorry, what? sorry, sorry. It's it's the be- it's even better. It's even better. That's yeah, what I meant. That's, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. In leaderboards, Chewy on Ice is in the top 100 of the England Gamer Score leaderboard. Eldris SS Enterprise is in the top 1,000 of the TA leaderboard for RPGs. Infamous is in the top 20 of the TA leaderboard for Xbox One collectible card games. Lord of Duque 69 is number one in the Massachusetts Gamer Score leaderboard for Adventure. Sibin Rothschild is, <laughs> so is now third in the max possible completion percentage leaderboard for strategy plus turn based. Yes, that's that's what these are. Good times. And Toby Lynn, mm. my buddy, in the top five thousand of the completed games leaderboard. Very nice. Uh, I would like to add one. I can't uh, wait. With the uh, not amphibious reptile gamer score added to my collection, it should catapult me into the top five in beat 'em up gamer score in the world. Whoa! Oh, in the world, the whole world. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Not Massachusetts. But the world, I think, unless they were busy playing beat 'em ups today, but it should. So, there you go. All right. Thank you for bearing with us and listen to a bunch of 40 somethings talk about <laughs> 1980s properties. And I had a blast. Y'all ready for bed? I'm ready for bed. But that was a lot of fun, guys. Check us out on. Right. Thanks for having me. On Discord. First and foremost, podcast is available on all major platforms as well as, uh, I don't know, what do you listen to? iHeartRadio or something? You know, I actually checked on there Uh-oh. today and it is massively outdated. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to have some uh, some words with uh, iHeartRadio. Um, They're uh, yeah, outdated don't, don't or you're there. outdated? Um. <laughs> I refreshed. Oh, you refreshed <laughs> I yourself? I think yes is the answer. I think yes is the answer. <laughs> yes is the answer. Okay, for, yes. But, uh, uh, but uh, I, I think we need to have some words with the, the kind folks of it. iHeartRadio. I uh, okay. I wasn't okay. iHeartin' it. It was not a good showing for them today. <laughs> okay. Well, yes. Thank you for joining us, Elroy. You are a delight. <laughs> I- <laughs> oh man, I'm, I appreciate you uh, inviting me on the the beat 'em up special here. Yeah. It that's, was uh, special. That's... All right, everybody, go kick some shell and class dismissed. Bye bye. So long. Hello and welcome to Cooperation Nation, uh, the show where me and Ahizo play co-op games and talk about them. I'm Vulgar Latin, and with me is Ahizo. How's it going? And today, uh, we are working out our relationship differences, working on some collaboration, if you will, uh, and talking about the 2021, uh, I'd say smash hit, It Takes Two. Uh, It Takes Two got a ton of awards. Game of the Year at the Game Awards, I believe it was nominated, uh, according to the Wikipedia, developed by Hazelight Studios, of a way out fame 
Uh, this is also purely cooperative. There's no other way for you to play this game. You better have a friend. Or at least someone you can put up with for a while. That always works, too. That, too. You can work on your collaboration. There you go. Follows Cody and Rose as they work out their relationship differences after being turned into toys by their daughter in a magical book. Uh, and the book is the best part. It really is. He, yeah. he, he is the best character in the entire game. He's great. Every time he, he shows up, it is a real, uh, it is a real good moment, and it works. If you've played a way out, I I don't believe Ahiza, you've played a way out. I have not. No. It's a little bit more fast paced. So way out has is is a lot more realistic and grounded in the things that you do. Like oh, both of you need to canoe together, things like that. It takes two is much more fanciful and it allows the gameplay elements to be a little bit more fast and kinetic in a way that I absolutely adore. There are some awesome platforming segments and it really mixes it up. It took us, what, say about 12 hours to complete is what I said on TA. That sounds uh, about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think it was, what, four four sessions maybe that we did? Yep, four sessions, uh, six chapters, uh, all very different. So one of the things, because you might be thinking 12 hours sounds awful long to be doing co-op stuff, but I think one of the best things about this game is the fact that you're constantly switching mechanics between the two uh, characters. Each level feels fresh and unique, so it never gets bogged down doing the same stuff. Yeah, and that and that was one concern that I had walking in was I kind of had an idea of how long it took just based on having talked with other people about it. And, you know, in the first chapter you get, I'm trying to remember what the ability was there. I believe that was where one of you has the hammer and the other has the magic nails. At the end of that chapter, I was kind of thinking, all right, you know, that, that's going to be a, a long game. Like, I hope we get some more so I'm not always having to use this. And we found out pretty quickly that every chapter you lose your old abilities and you get two brand new ones. And they are all very unique. You go from Rose having a hammer she can use to swing off the magic nails that Cody's throwing to the last one to the last chapter where she's leaving a clone on a butt. You have to use her clones to drop on a button and then teleport back over to them. And there's just this whole spread of different abilities. But regardless of what they are. They did a really good job. They always made sure that each ability was pretty equally required to get through the chapters. There was no player. Mm -hmm. There was no chapter where I think either one of us was more important to the progression. And I, I I thought that I thought that was really well handled with how they balanced that out. It's almost as if it took two. It it did. And also what I liked about it is that without delving into each one, because I think part of it is just the surprise of the whole thing. But they try to pick abilities that match and mesh with the two characters, uh, Cody and May. Their daughter is Rose. That's right. Uh, they, they pick things that... Uh, so Cody is much more of, I would say, more of a free spirit, more freewheeling and easygoing. May is an engineer and has all of the trappings of an engineer. <laughs> she, she, she definitely... She almost comes off at a workaholic at times and... That, you know, being a big core issue, because the entire thing about this game is that it's all built around, you know, they've told their daughter they're getting a divorce. And now that they've been turned into toys, the only way to become humans again is to work out their problems. And so stuff like her working all the time, being an engineer, focusing on that, you know, is a major plot point through the whole thing. 
because it's obviously a source of tension between the two of them. Uh, resentment both ways. Yes, uh, very Cody much resents so. May for not being there. May resents Cody for not bringing in as much money. You know, it's it's pretty typical. The Wikipedia or the, the game's director has, has a bit there where director of the game described it as a romantic comedy and in a lot of ways it would it would fit in that sort of mold yeah that sounds pretty pretty accurate i think the story is one of the high notes especially the meshing of story and gameplay elements because i think too often you have games where it's just no gameplay at all takes a backseat to the story that they're trying to tell uh, right. There's other games where, you know, the opposite's true, which, you know, there's not to say one's good or bad, but to see them really kind of work together and sort of blend all these different elements is to the game's benefit. Yeah. And in addition to that, you know, as you're going through these, because they were, you know, they even tie in together, like all the abilities you get are relevant to the story. At the end of each chapter, you sit down with the two characters and this book character that we talked about. Dr. Hakeem. Dr. Hakeem, which... It's funny because Hakim is actually an Arabic term for doctor. So his name is Dr. Doctor. Give me the news. He's got a bad case of love in you. <laughs> exactly. Oh, he, he's all about the love. He, he, he darn near tortures you guys at some, at some points just to get the point across that, you know, you guys can, can still love each other and, you know, get through this all together. But uh, anytime that you did that, there was always like a specific topic. There was some, specific piece of relationships that he'd be trying to get across. And that would be the entire focus of the next chapter is, you know, your abilities would be related to this and the area that you're in would kind of be designed to look like it's related to that. So like trying to work together, cooperation is the big factor of the last chapter. And your whole thing here is to try and find musicians to come play a show so that may can, do something with her singing career that I guess she dropped out at some point that didn't really get brought up at all during the game and came out of nowhere. But, but yeah, so, you know, it, it all kind of worked together. The set pieces were fantastic. They, they really did an amazing job just making the game look beautiful. It is very pretty. Um, especially my favorite parts were there's these sections where they have like rail skating. Yeah. Very jet grind radio. <laughs> the it's very kinetic the speed that you feel at one point when we were playing it i said it was a better sonic game than anything sonic's made in years or any 3d sonic and i stand by that it's oh yeah so without, without a doubt the, the speed and then the swinging uh and all the set pieces that go along with that uh i was grinning like an idiot the entire time yeah they they really you, you can tell that they they put a lot of love into the game and they they clearly had the resources as Mental Knight had put it when I was talking with him. It's like if you took, you know, a hidden indie game and gave it a real budget. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it takes two. And I completely agree with that. It it feels like a full-fledged game. I would never have played it if it weren't on EA Play. But having played it now, I, I would definitely recommend if somebody doesn't have EA Play and they would like to play it, I do recommend it. I think because I think it's like 15 bucks or something, 20 bucks maybe. No, it's it's 40 Oh geez, I must have saw it. I must have seen it on sale or something. Good lord! At the time we're recording it right now, it's twenty. Okay. And if you buy it, you also get a friend pass, uh, so you can give the game to your friend and they can play it. So both of you don't have to spend forty dollars on it. Yes, that is that cool. is a really nice thing with some of these co-op games that they've started doing. That is, one person buys it and you're good to go. And yeah, I would I would say so. If you do the friend pass option, the friend pass cannot get achievements. So 
probably just best to get EA Play. It's not that long of a game. <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> if you're looking on the money side of it. It's it's definitely up there as far as games that I wouldn't have paid for without them being on Game Pass, but would happily go back and pay for with hindsight. It, it's It's one of the better ones that I've played. It's probably the best EA Play game that I've had an experience with. They had me from the jump, actually, when they said it was the same people that did uh, A Way Out. That same guy, he started that company after the Hazelight Studios. He started that or joined them after doing Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. So okay. uh, Brothers is a single-player co-op game where you're controlling two people with each of the different sticks. So co-op is almost always in the, the director's blood uh, when it comes to creating games. I, I'm actually surprised that that's the same people who did Two Brothers. I was not a fan of that at all. <laughs> that, oh, I love Two Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. That game's great. They, they've definitely come a long way, that's for sure. Everything, everything in It Takes Two was a lot smoother, a lot more detailed in the artwork. It, it felt a lot more like a passion project than... Brother, Brothers definitely felt like it was probably an early game from some of them and needed to be cleaned up a bit. It had a lot of potential. And I think It Takes Two is them gradually realizing that potential over time as they've gone through, you know, brothers and a way out. And now it takes two. And I think they've definitely, they found their, they found their place. They're so good that they've reached a short list of developers where I'm going to pay attention to whatever they release next. That good. Yeah, very much so. So looking at the achievements though, mostly missables. So I would recommend we went through with a guide, uh, not to like tell us exactly what to do, but just so we didn't miss anything. Not that that's like 100% necessary because there is a chapter select and it's a pretty generous chapter select too. Some yes. of those acts get pretty long, but they break it out to the nth degree. A lot of things for a lot of winks and nods. Uh, there's a Zelda reference in there. <laughs> you have to do all the mini games. So throughout there is mini games that you can play. Cody versus May. One of them is just a full game of chess. Uh, or you could play uh, a race. You can race around in the ice. There's always something for you to do in between there. That's mostly just for fun. But I, I really enjoyed them. They're a nice uh, fun diversion. Yeah. Nothing terrible uh, as far as the achievement list goes. No, no, not at all. They actually, you know, obviously there is the chapter select, but I think they actually handled them all really well too because I don't think, because basically what we had used for a guide was the locations of the mini games because some of those were way out of the way and we were having a little trouble finding them at first. But all the ones for go find this area in a certain chapter or do this vague action somewhere... You know, for the most part, you can just find a list of somebody like we used. Uh, I believe it was Bill's Bill's solutions on TA. He starts his mm -hmm. solutions by saying, "This is the chapter it's in, and this is the section of that chapter it's in," and then he goes on to his video. But we just I just went off of that. Here's the chapter it's in. Here's the section, and that was enough. Everything was pretty clear to see. The descriptions were pretty decent. You know, it, yep. we, we weren't, didn't spend a lot of time. I think the only one that I would really say is a struggle there is you have to get to a, a tower at the top of a very annoying platforming section, but you can cheese it by just getting to the beginning of the next section where you're given birds to fly on and you just fly back over the gate and go fly up to the top of the tower, which was awesome. But man, I <laughs> almost made it. We, I yeah. almost did. <laughs> we almost made it so many times. And then we, we were like, we're going to do this for real 
this is gonna be great. Everyone's talking about how you can just cheese this and like, nah, we're gonna do it. Yeah, no, never mind. We're not gonna do it. <laughs> no, it, no, no. We're just gonna fly up there. It's 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 much easier to do it that way. Yep. And I would recommend it though. By all means, give it a shot. I would say, yeah, you just get yourself a friend with EA Play and uh, have a time with this. This is this is good. It'll probably take you a couple sec- sessions. I don't recommend just going straight through it for 12 hours straight. No, but no. hey, if you want to, that's your kink. Yeah, I will say it doesn't overstay its welcome even a little bit. But yeah, I, I can't imagine breaking it up into like two, even just two sessions or something. You definitely want to take your time because it is... It's good length overall, but I feel like if you did, you know, even half the game in one sitting, I feel like it'd probably be a bit much, even with it being good. Uh, but I, but I will say, I mean, this is, you know, that I've I've played games where I'd recommend them to people, but it's usually more like, oh, if you like this genre or if you have an interest in this kind of thing, this is one of the first games, and this is the first game in a long time that. Honestly, I, I would recommend it to everybody. Doesn't matter what your yeah. doesn't matter what your interests are. Uh, if you have access to it, takes two and a partner for it. I cannot possibly recommend it anymore. Um, this is easily one one of the big hidden gems on my account that I've been most pleasantly surprised by. It really, uh, I've I've played the We Were Here games. I haven't played a way out, but I was kind of expecting you know We Were Here style co op, a bit more serious and you know, very puzzle oriented. And this just took it in a completely different direction. It was much more casual, laid back. It had your humor. There was, you know, challenging puzzle solving, but nothing overly so good platforming. It just, it it nailed it across the board. It really impressed me. I cannot agree more. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, probably one of the best games of last year with all the ones that I've, I've played. Now that I've played it, I can say that it was probably one of the best it's a 4.65 on ta oh that's not surprising at all yeah a lot of other people really like it it's it's a real treat there's really no reason for you not to play it yeah the only comment i will make because i'm sure there will be somebody out there who doesn't have a partner and wants to experience it you're not going to be able to do this solo there are a lot of parts where you need a lot of coordination and a lot of active play between both players so don't don't think that you can just kind of go through this and skate through it on, you know, besting with two controllers for the achievements or the story or whatever it may be. You're not going to be able to pull that off. Yeah, the boss fights alone would get you. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't make it past the first boss fight, that's for sure. If if you could make it that far. <laughs> but you could always uh, use our fine Discord server and try to find somebody who hasn't played it. Yes. Quite a few friends who haven't. Quite a few friends who have completed it, but a lot who have not, so... Yeah, you, you can definitely I'm find sure someone find over someone. an age 101. Yeah, for sure. Or, you know, I could I could see me maybe not like immediately playing it again, but I could see me playing this again. Oh, yeah, down the, down the line, if somebody was really struggling to find a partner, I could totally see hopping in and saying, yeah, you know, I'll go through again. And uh, I'd, I'd likely have forgotten I'd most of the, the puzzle solving by then. Yeah, would definitely pick the other character. I'd probably have forgotten most of the puzzle solving by then. And if not, I can kind of let, let let them lead the way. For sure. Yeah. Yep. It's it, it's good stuff. It is. It's very good stuff. Especially if you've if you've played a way out and maybe you're a little soured by that, I'd, I'd say this is better than a way out. 
still also check out A Way Out because that one's uh, much shorter uh, and it has a lot of cool ideas in it. So. Yeah. It's been on my list for a while, but if, knowing having played this and knowing that it's the same developers, it's definitely heavily increased my interest in going back and finally getting around to playing through it. It's good stuff, man. So I know it's a quick one. It's just so easy to rave about this game, but I don't want to spend an hour just. I know. I know. <laughs> I'll say, we, we we really could. I I can't, I cannot make it clear enough just how surprisingly impressed I was by it. I really can't. I'd find a way, I'd find a way to drag this thing out to an hour if I tried. It's just that good. And and ultimately, I don't want to spoil a lot of the discovery part of it. Right. I could get into an end get death conversation and talk about it, and and maybe we could if you if you really want us to, we could release it on Patreon or something. But I want people who haven't played it to experience it fresh and see all of these for themselves without hearing it from me first. <laughs> Unlike a lot of the other games we've played, where you if you've play, you either are going to play Gears or you're not, you should play this. Yeah. Yeah, like Gears is one of those games I was talking about earlier. You know, I would definitely recommend it if you enjoy third-person cover-based shooters. But it's not the kind of thing that I would just say, if you enjoy playing video games even a little bit, go try it. But I will say that here. If you have any interest in video games, go try out It Takes Two. Even if you don't, I could see I could see a lot of people gaining a lot from this because it's just such a, a delightful story. Yeah. I could see even getting like my mom to play It Takes Two. Yeah. It, it it's it's never too challenging. No, no, not at all. It's it's all it's pretty casual all the way through. It's very much, it, it very much feels like they did design it to allow for that, to allow for you to just pick someone up and be like, hey, you know, we don't do gaming a whole lot together. Would you like to sit down and go through this and just have a blast all the way through? For sure. Yeah, you could probably even drag your your significant other through it. Just your non gaming girlfriend could probably play through all this game. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. That was a quick one, but do you have any other anything else you want to add with it takes two? No, I mean, they, I think the the only thing I would mention is that there is just be prepared going in. Most of the chapters are pretty smooth sailing and pretty good paced. I will say that there is one that drags on a little longer than I would have liked. Um, so just you yes. know, do do be prepared that there will be one that may go a little longer than you're wanting it to. It's still good, but it definitely felt like it was reaching the end of that. But other than that, it took it was us well two whole sessions to, to get through that one chapter because it was it was just that long. There yeah. was so much to that one one spot. Yeah, uh, they pack in a lot of different themes though. They do uh, to to vary it up. You're going after this one goal for a while. <laughs> yep, but it, it it all worked out in the end. But... Yeah, sure. <laughs> Right, yeah. So that was Cooperation Nation. Again, you can play that on EA Play if you have Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, you can play it, and you should. It's really good time. Uh, so for Cooperation Nation, I'm Vulgar Latin. I'm a Heizo. And I'll see you. We'll see y'all next time. Bye. Peace.